I've paid all the dues I'm gonna pay. Yeah. Maybe our best show of the year. What do you think, Fez? I think it has to be right up there. And I love the focus we had on end of the year props, which is um, just a bonus compared to our normal content. And let's give credit where credit's Side- due. Seidenberg. Burger. He had not some sides. He had some props. He loves <laughs> Side di- and props. He loves digging into those <laughs> contracts and finding those. I don't Reed know. is good. Yeah. Reed is right. So a guy needs three catches for 250000 He's totals two and a half. What do you do? Over. We got a, we got three consensus picks on that. We've got I had six picks this week, which never happens after an undefeated week last week. AJ off a monster year. What's your record again? <laughs> it's like it's really good. You you think you'd have that thing memorized? I know. You got that? What's his record? We'll get it before the end. It's really good. I handed it to you. It's got some pizza sauce on it. <laughs> oh, well, we should have. I thought that was McKenzie's. <laughs> it was. You it was know, like we, 53, 24, and 1 or something like that. We had a, a fan come in before Boston the show. Good. What was his name? Jeff. 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 This guy was a class act from L.A. He shows up with three gigantic pizzas, which I'm calling lunch, dinner, and lunch again for me next in the next few days. And good pizza. We're not talking oh, risottos no. here in yeah. town. By the way, A.J. Hoffman, 53, 28, and 1. How? No one knows. And it's taught three picks each week, 35 and 15. No. Fez, he, he crushed. Where he stops. I had, an inter- I, had an, I had a good internship last year. Abracadabra. <laughs> the funny thing is Fez is 45 and 31. The quietest 45 and 31 you will ever see. Especially out of you. And 42 and 34 for me, though not as good in a super contest. And Scott, who not an NFL expert, but he, he really stepped up with the prize, also a winning record on the his five stars. So we've had a good year, at least for a bad year. For To me, well, AJ, with AJ, you can't call it a bad year. But let's be honest, who was batting those early? He probably got people as they, you know, but yeah, for sure. Late, I was a little slow to come around. I can't lie. <laughs> but he, you got me on a pick today, or at least off a pick today. Yes. It was a great show. Everyone stepped up. Fez had good insight, et cetera. McKenzie, some new numbers were really good. What do you guys think of those numbers? I love the presentation. I, yeah, yeah this awesome. is this much aesthetically pleasing much more aesthetically pleasing this is going to be such yeah. a useful tool i mean next season when we but just when imagine we when there's like 20 different stats you can pull up and I, I, awesome. I always think about the movie nine to five when mm-hmm. when they what a way to make a living they go we're going to start color coding our accounts Ooh. and then the and, the and then the guy takes credit for it it's like who came up with this color coding that we that pregame does so extensively mckenzie gets a ton of credit because not only was he executing on my vision he was taking some complicated stuff Pivot tables, slicers, mm. stuff I'm not even all that caught up on and made it happen. Good job, Mackenzie. Appreciate it. How you feeling? Good. All right. Okay. Here's the thing. We got, I promised you guys a great offer. I'm going to give you a great offer. Who's these guys? The people that signed up and used their $25, which activated them now for more. Now, the general offer that we was supposed to give you before I said, juice it up, baby, was the NFL 26 is what the coupon code is. Now, what is that? Right now, the season through the Super Bowl is 175 for anyone you want. Anyone you want. Fez, whatever. Okay. Next week, it's going to be 149 I'm going to do some quick math. That's a $26 difference. Hmm. We're going to give you this week free. 
So we're going to give you a $26 coupon. NFL, 26 you get 26 bucks off. Now, that would be enough. I could say, on to the show. But I'm going to say what I promise. I'm going to deliver. You email tom at pregame.com and say, promise in the subject line. Promise. I promise you. I no, promise no, no, no. Not you. promise you. Promise. <laughs> and we're going to give you a $25 credit to spend on any best bet you want at any point. No expiration. Just $25. Hey, hey, take 25 more. Now, if you didn't act and execute last week, I'm going to give you one last chance. You do. This is only going to be good. Well, first of all, you wouldn't want to do this after the game starts Saturday. So I'm going to say this is only good through kickoff Saturday. But if you sign up now, you'll get your free 25 right off to go. No, no, nothing, nothing special. You spend that. Then you do this and you still can get the extra 25. All right. right. So anyone that did it before, you got it. If you want to do it now, you can do it. And literally all we're talking about is a free membership that gives you go to pregame.com. It's a free membership. It gives you other things for free. You get 25 bucks. You spend it on whatever. AJ, you're going to have a pick, I think, on the national championship game. Oh, right? yes. <laughs> all right. So those kind of things, props, all that stuff. So one more time around. NFL 26 gets you this week free effectively. It takes it from 175 for the rest of the season to 149. It doesn't matter who you pick to be your capper, your pro. Then you email promise to Tom, T-O-M, at pregame.com, and he'll give you $25 extra. And if you haven't signed up, you get $25 for just doing that. Wow. Feds, what do you think? Like this weekend, you, you got how many picks coming up? I expect seven. Seven like premium plays. Yes, one is up right now. I've got my early release, and just um, I'm excited about because there's certainly going to be props this week. Obviously, first halves. Yes, there's nothing more to say. Enjoy the show, and we'll be back next week. Playoffs are starting, baby. Final week of the regular season, full wise guy roundtable, and let me tell you, this one. I've got six. I've never had a time I was fighting which should be my last pick. I've got six I like. There's going to be a number six. I've got a gigantic best bet. We've got a correlated parlay we like. We got a best bet we had from Monday. <sighs> we got a total we love. Man, this could be the most jam packed show of the year. We got player props. This is this is oh, too much. That's true. You got you've got these uh, bonus contract incentives, incentive scenarios mm-hmm. that we can find some prop bets. Gotta love it. And I did go undefeated uh, somehow last week. Though I guess maybe the you think about it that but who did I had Cincy? Cincy counts as a loss in the contest. Oh, in the uh, Westgate yeah. contest, it does count as a zero. In Circa, it counts as a half. Yeah. But they closed minus one eighty. Now that's line value. <laughs> All right, we got AJ Hoffman. AJ with a, a, a rare losing week. What's your record right now? Uh, I gave it to you. I don't. I know think you should probably know it. I probably should. Why don't we podcast. just wait for you to get it? Okay. Because you should know it. I'm not sure. What, <laughs> it's it's not like he has records like this all the time. He should have it to the desk. I tell you what, if it one was, losing if, week, a guy throws out yeah, the record books. No, it, it, <laughs> it shows a misplacement of priorities. If it was McKenzie, he'd have those records in front of him. So Thirty-five. If it was you, he would. 
35 and 15 on my 5-4-3 weights, 53-28 and 1 overall. Let me see. Maybe. Is that in the money? In... Oh, that's an interesting question. We got Steve Fezzik, Mr. Fezzik, who is 10 and 6 in his best bets, winning record in his fours. And, uh, oh, wow, look at this 22 and 9 on his twos and ones. So he, you're 45 and 31, is that right? Yep. That's it's a quiet forty five and thirty one. It's unfortunately it's, a, a, it's weighted towards the bottom versus the top. But still, still. but still, you know, when, well, when you're ten and six on best bets, you're doing all right. There you go. It's a good I, second half this season for Fez. Yeah. I do want to comment on, on AJ's record in that I don't know if you heard this, but I won the super contest in back to back years. Yeah, yeah, yes, 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 yes. Right now, AJ's record is right between what my winning records were those two years. It's that good. A- AJ's record was it was fifty three. What is it? Fifty three, twenty eight, and one. AJ's record would be sixth place right now, sixth seventh place. Fifty three, twenty eight. Had some balls. I have a buddy uh, that I I have a, a unless you say you entered in. and that's your that that sixth place is you. That's not me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, is this yeah is this you? What it, it, it says says is the real. I don't know. What that is. <laughs> that's funny. But the uh, the circuit contest that I've, I've shared with my buddy is one point out of the money right now. I think a five and zero week would get us into the money in circa. Well, yeah. If you're one point out of the money, I think yeah. I had to ask Fez. I, I said, he said four and one, maybe five and zero, almost. I said maybe. four and one, very likely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would think. Okay. Because no one, ha- it's not like it's easy to win. I mean, I guess there'll be more line moves maybe this week. All right, we got Scott Seidenberg. He bets sides and totals, but his last name is Seidenberg. He's got a winning record on his best bets. Ooh, by a smidge. Uh oh, not great. Except, except for that. Except for that. That's good. Hey, I'm I'm like the I'm like the Seattle Seahawks. I started the season off on fire, <laughs> but the other shoe has fallen real quick. You know what's funny? Fez reminds me of Darren Ravel. He he gets a lot of heat where like someone will die, and he'll say like. I remember I saw him in a mall once. Like, that's the only mm-hmm. thing that he can relate to is the things that it has happen. to be about him. Yeah. Like, look at this picture I got with him. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Is AJ's got this great record. Because, you know, that happens to be a record in between <laughs> <laughs> one of my super contest victories. Honestly, yeah. it makes me feel good. I, I feel good about that. So if you had some balls, how would he be in the gold? Oh, in the gold? I'll predict he would have won it. Yeah? I'll tell you right now. In the gold, he would be... So, Second place. Oh. Well, yeah, first place is 55, 29, and 1. So 54, 30, and 1 is second place right now in the gold. So here's what's interesting. Mm. When we when Fez put out your over-under for like the second half of the season at 50.01%, and Scott bet it, I bet it, and you said, pass. And now your own best bets would be second in the gold with a chance to win it this week. Boy, imagine his hair would be falling. Oh, wait. Oh, and, that's, that's a low blow. Low blow. Yeah. Really? <laughs> like, you look, like, you look better with your, you know, dome than most people, so be happy. Fez maybe is the only one, uh, you know. Well, Scott's got nice, yeah, a lot of nice heads of hair here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> see, there's wish, stuff. The show, wish the show was on video. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> But but you didn't have the guts to bet either of them. I did not. You gonna do it next year? Yeah. Yeah, next year you'll bet and lose. Yeah. <laughs> well, you thought he was gonna lose the second half. All right, let's get straight to it. Faz, we're gonna let you do the obligatory Hendrix perm. No, the obligatory how sad we are about the Hamlin player. Obviously, 
Hold on a second. I got some music to play. Fez is mad. Go ahead. Go ahead. Thoughts and prayers to the Hamlin <laughs> family. And by all reports, cautiously, we're, we're being optimistic that he's slowly improving. And we all, we all just want him to be okay and to get better. And that's what's most important. You know, I agree. Is it most important, though? Yes. Wow. It literally. Would you rather go 5 and 0 this weekend? I'm not going to answer that question. <laughs> but I can tell you this. I love that he said he won't answer. I, 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 overall, my son woke up and you know what he said? Daddy, any news on that football player? No, I that, I mean, it, 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 the whole country is, you know, following the story. And, you know, like $3 million have been donated to his charitable toy That's organization. over $5 million now. Over $5 million. People no, care. Which I like that. People I like care, that. you know. I agree. To me, the question is. Do you see some carpet store donated more than the Washington football team? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but Snyder's not even making decisions, yeah. right? Yeah. Here's the thing to me. Obviously, uh, one the thing I heard that really struck me was how he was – you know, someone who was in an at-risk area or however you want, you know, a, a tough area growing up and how he was, uh, apparently he had a misdiagnosed injury at Pitt where it caused him to drop in, what was he, a sixth round? Sixth round pick. Yeah. So the, he probably would have went much higher, but he had a, a core injury that they kind of got wrong, supposedly, and and it caused him to drop. And now he's with a good organization. Because he was all ACC in college. Is like, that right? Yeah, okay. a good player. And... Like, think about anyone that would say, oh, look, there's some good kid by all accounts, and he's he could, you know, his life's at risk. That is obviously serious and obviously something that you that everyone's going to, you know, hope turns out. It's just the thing I don't understand is how once he, you know, and the thing I didn't get Monday as much is the players on the field not playing because of the trauma of that or the upset of that. And maybe they wouldn't even have been safe. I think that actually really strongly says maybe the cancel. I mean, at the time I was thinking, hey, he's on the way to the hospital. Is this helping? Like, is the game not being played helps? But I don't think that is the only point. I think the idea of the players and, and them being upset and maybe unsafe playing upset, I think that that makes a ton of sense. What I think we got to question, at least question it, you know, I'm not saying you have to agree or disagree, is how all of the, the, the fact that football seems to be somehow beneath conversation when, you know, Fez, you said something on Monday. You said football is for fun. It's for an escape. And if someone sees that, you know, something uh, that dramatic, you think, oh, that's not, it doesn't belong here. It's upsetting. Yes. But in a, in a weird way, that kind of does say now that we should be, like, wishing the best, doing anything we could. If somehow I could do something to help that was within my power, I'd certainly do it. If I was a doctor that had some special insight to his ailment, I'd offer my services. But after that, I don't see how talking football is somehow beneath people. But it seems like everyone's trying to prove how like football is secondary. You said, well, that's what's really important. Okay, yeah, if we could somehow affect it, yes. Right, but if we can't affect it, what's it got to do? We can wish him the best and move on, right? I mean, not move on, but like focus on the games, I guess. I think 
after 9-11, everybody was just nicer. People were treated their neighbors better. When mm-hmm. something like this, when you're reminded of life and you just never know how much time each and every one of us has. And it serves as a, as a reminder, like, let's try to be a better person. Let's try to help our fellow man more. And I think that that, that message came across strongly with the players caring so much about their fellow I player. Think th- I think that makes a ton of sense. Now, the question is, how does not playing, how does not focusing on football for, for those who aren't involved, meaning the periphery of it, how does, the, I, I'm just, I, I listen to these podcasts and they all seem to be wrestling each other to be more like football doesn't matter. Because I think, like, I'll talk about my conversation with the Sun. Instead of saying, boy, should they run the draw play on, on, on second and 14, instead of talking about something like far deeper, makes us both the better person for one day. Okay, so for one day. Yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> I, I also think, like, I mean, the idea that we're doing this pod on Wednesday night, if we tried to do this pod Tuesday morning, I think it'd be, it'd be more, like, it would, I don't want to, I'm not saying it would be inappropriate. I'm saying there's people who would think it was well, you inappropriate. Recorded, you recorded a show. We did. For, for Tuesday, right? We yeah. talked about this for about an hour, hour yeah. and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So. But I think it, at some point, you're right. Like, if your job is to talk about football, you talk about football. Or don't. But don't spend so much time telling us how beneath football everything yeah. is. Because really, ultimately, and this is my last point, football generates revenue for the players, for the league, for the owners, for the TV networks, the merchandise, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? The, 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 the ushers at the game, all the way up and down. It's a huge economic engine. Now, when Hamlin's was talking about his upbringing, he said that half of his friends growing up are dead right now, right? And this was an interview that was obviously before, but I I think it was this off-season, right? So he grew up in an at-risk area, uh, socioeconomically deprived, let's say, and I think a good way to say it, and through drugs, through the violence, through... Who knows what other factors, you know, probably maybe domestic violence that happens sometimes in those or often in those areas mm. is or when there's deprivation like that it, or any, everywhere. Right. But higher mm-hmm, chances mm-hmm. there is. He has a chance to live. Those people, his friends are dead and they ain't coming back. And how what what is the difference of why are they dead? I mean, let's just say it that way. Why are they dead? Now, we can't say any individual, but we can say collectively it's because of a lack of money being spent in those deprived areas. Now, does anyone dispute that? That if we spent a billion dollars, let's just say in a one state, like Georgia's, I'm just picking Georgia out of a hat, Georgia's uh, underprivileged areas, we're going to start opening up community centers, we're going to have counselors there, tutors there, you know, all kind of um, chess teams. Uh, do you ever see the show Brooklyn, I think it's Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn's fine, not Brooklyn's finest. There was a, there was a uh, documentary about chess in the inner city Brooklyn. Oh, is that right? Yeah, it's called Brooklyn Knight or something. Mackenzie, maybe look that up. Um, but it shows how that chess team affected like all of its participants. Not because they went on to play chess, but it gave them something to focus on. And, and I've heard of it, and I know most recently— the, Brooklyn Castle, isn't it? Most recently, there was in the state of Mississippi, there was like a chess master that, that relocated to Mississippi, really a poverty-stricken Grassroots, grassroots area. kind of stuff. And he, and he trained all these kids, and 
people in the middle of nowhere, Mississippi, and he, see, and he says, not the middle of nowhere, 50,000 people live here. God damn it. Why? You yeah. know? It's and, like, and, and, and he made a difference with the kids' lives because they took on these hoity-toity high schools with their chess coaches and the like. They're all going to Harvard and Princeton and kick their ass. And and Mackenzie, again, you know, you being the person of color that uh, has to speak for both millennials, people, I mean, it's very challenging for you. Is um, there's more, like I, I don't know the exact phrasing of this, but like marching band type stuff that with the um, you mean drumlines. Is that how you say? Okay, so expl- I don't know much about that. I actually saw a movie where that was like an un- that was a subplot of it. Um, but like that's something that a lot of underprivileged areas where the, the, is there's a huge focus. Like they have practice at five thirty in the morning, kind of thing. The most dangerous thing in the most at risk areas is what are you going to do at four p.m. after school? Yeah, I mean, not even so much that it's like walking around a war zone. It's just what do you decide to do with your time if you don't have necessarily a great home to go to? You need direction. I think that it's a underrated uh, place to spend money and, and give people opportunities. So when I see those stories, there was also a movie called Girl Fight where there was a girl who was, uh, it was Michelle Rodriguez in a very early role, mm-hmm. and she was a boxer, and she wanted to box. It was almost like Million Dollar Mil- million dollar, dollar baby, baby yeah. but kind of like more kind of legit and and more um you know I, I guess you would say uh realistic you know uh what's the right word for it not grungy it's gritty gritty, gritty is what I'm yeah and it was very inspiring it's like she had nothing at home and it's like she went to this gym and this is where everything made sense well you need a gym for that, mm-hmm. right? And, and the wire they had, Cuddy had the gym, right? And and that was something that mattered. If we keep saying in a sentimental way, almost like children, that money doesn't matter, that that who cares about the commerce of this? Let's focus on just willing with our with our minds this life, you know, to him to have his life saved. Now, I I believe somewhat in collective spiritual things, so I mean, yeah, maybe. But wouldn't Fez, if you and your boy went out and did something that day, made some money and don- donated it to the local, you know, uh, chess team or whatever, don't you think that maybe would have, a, I would say, clearly a bigger, and I'm not saying it's your responsibility anymore than anyone else. I'm saying uh, everyone that's like, doing what you're talking about wouldn't making some, taking some money and donating it. And, and giving these kids a chance where maybe half of his friends aren't dead, wouldn't that be better than acting like sitting here and half mourning but really not? I mean, people re- – I don't see a lot of people really depressed. You know, I mean, what I'm saying – I actually – I think a lot of people – Because you saw uh, your boy. I think a lot of people are actually better people for the, this, this perspective. But they would be better for having this perspective and then maybe doing something with it. Well, right? and, and bottom line is people like to enact change directly, not indirectly. It's the age-old question. If you're a doctor and you quit your job and you go to Kenya and help, mm-hmm. you know, and, and help kids – Huge, but not as huge as donating half your paycheck in terms of the number of lives sent. And now, and now you can hire ten medical technicians to help the kids, but the doctor wouldn't feel as good about himself. I agree. And if the NFL took some of this money and played the game, or not that game, but whatever game, and or if some of these like sanctimonious radio or, or TV people would just say, because they're a lot of them are making millions of dollars. Hey, take two hundred thousand, donate it, and then talk some football, maybe. Because or, or somehow, some way, let's keep the commerce going because it feels very Pollyanna to, to, to say, oh, yeah, we feel bad 
And it's like, but there's like 10 people being shot in Chicago tonight. And a lot of that could be prevented if they were more opportunities in Chicago. For the younger kids yeah. as they're growing well, up. Yes, it, I agree. So, you know, I don't know. I'm not hearing anyone. And, and again, I haven't heard anyone say this. Mm-hmm. And, and it, I don't know if it's controversial. I, I, I don't know how it could be. Mackenzie, what do you think? I think there's a reason why I work for pregame.com because oh, I like there that. are conversations that you just got to have. You just got to be able to talk about it. But and, did, did, uh, Fez, did Fez that. cause you to lose faith with his sentimentality? No, you need a little yin and yang. That's true. Who would have thought Fez would be the sentimental one? Right? Perspective, RJ. I, <laughs> so Older and this, wiser. Is this going to last? I'm not. I could set an over under, but I, I'm going to choose not to. <laughs> but I can tell you, it's genuine, and 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 I I respect that actually. All right, let's get to the action. Any closing thoughts, AJ? No, none from me. Nothing. I think you, you, you well spoken. Did I convince you a little bit because we've been kind of. Yeah. I, I feel like you put me in this corner that I, I'm not totally in. Okay. I, I'm not. I wasn't as pol- like all I said was. And oh, no, you, no, remember you said I don't think the NFL knew. Oh, I did think that. Yeah, I, I mean, I—that's I, I, just what Troy Vincent said, and I, I took him at his word. But what you, what you said to me, and, and I told—we talked about this off the air. But on a call, you said if if you were fighting and someone on the prelims got sent to the hospital, would you still want to fight? And my initial response was yes. And then I said, unless it was my teammate. Yeah. And if it wasn't, if it was my teammate, I could not fight focused. And if you're not if you're not fighting focus, you're setting yourself up to get hurt. So I understand yeah. where the Bills yeah. are coming from for not wanting to continue playing because their focus wouldn't have been on the game, which could lead to more injuries. And, and that's what I missed. And and I you know I do think in hindsight, if it weren't for that, if he's on the way to the hospital, how is it helping to miss the game? But with the players being that upset, rightfully so, that actually was something I didn't give the proper weight to. And I would say that that makes that decision make a lot more sense to me. But again, the other things after it are a different story. Fest. Probably the best analogy would be you have a close relative that's in the hospital. You visit them in the hospital. How many times do we see this? Hey, let me drive you home. You're in no, no position no, to drive. You know, And think about it. If you can't drive, how are you going to be have car collisions out on the field properly and protect yourself. No, I, I think it's a valid point for sure. The question uh, now is, what's the spillover to this weekend? Yes, and we're going to analyze that with uh, rigor, and but with sensitivity. Let's get straight to it. Best bet from the uh, – he, he gets the honors because of those two Super Contests. Fez. Chicago Bears Ooh. plus seven and a half, a five-way. Justin Fields going to have a big game, he figured? Justin Fields <laughs> on the verge of setting the NFL quarterback rushing record. Well, it's not going to happen because it's Justin Peterman that's taking Nathan. over. Nathan. 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 Jeff, where'd the Justin come from? Peter, the Peterman experience. He was on Seinfeld, I think, and then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Oh. Let's put this line in perspective. This has been an overreaction to the quarterback change. So last week, Chicago was playing Detroit. At Detroit, and Chicago's catching four and a half. Now they're playing Minnesota. Well, by all regards, Minnesota and Detroit are comparable teams. And maybe Detroit a little higher. Maybe Detroit right? a little higher. Detroit was laying two and a half when they hosted Minnesota. Not only that, but they you know won by 11. So now Chicago, they're not on the road anymore. They're at home. And they're catching three more points. You look at the look-ahead line on this game a week ago, it was two and a half. Now it's seven and a half. Well, how much is Justin Fields? How much is, is Fields worth uh, versus Peterman? I have it as a three-point adjustment. Ooh, that's that seems low. light. 
That seems light. Well, I've got I've got Fields probably too light. I got a minus one. Maybe call him an average quarterback, all right? And make Peterman dog shit minus four. Then it would a four point adjustment mm-hmm. would be appropriate. I think that, that that probably makes more sense. That still only gets me from two and a half to six and a half, and that's through the key number of three on top of it. I'm okay with making the six and a half. In fact, in my power ratings, I make the game six and a half. I am not okay going not just two seven, but all the way through to seven and a half. And I think that this is just a reaction. I think you're missing something. That Chicago's in a must lose situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the theory being, mm-hmm. Houston is only a two and a half point underdog. This is a toss up game against Indianapolis, and if they lose, if Houston or if Houston wins, Chicago loses number one pick. Yes. And also the Vikings are playing for yeah, something. Yeah, they're yeah. motivated. What, what are the Vikings playing for? The two three seed. Chance to get a, get out of the three seed. What do they need to get? What would they need to happen to a get out of the three seed? They win in loss. San Francisco. The 49ers to lose to the Cardinals. We can, we're going to say that all podcast I, today. About I'm just saying, like, favorites. I'm if, just, if it's if it comes down to we've got like the the Vikings had major injuries on the offensive so you're line. Saying last if San week. Francisco wins, Minnesota has nothing to play. No motivation. That's right. Okay. And that game will be after the Vikings game. All right. So Vikings team is first. Yeah. Oh, so that game will be after the Vikings mm-hmm. game, so they won't know. Vikings they won't know. know. They just know it's likely it's not going to matter. Mm-hmm. Nathan Peterman, one in I, three in his lifetime, three losses by 30 points, 32 points, and 44 points. That happens when you throw five interceptions in a quarter. Um, the, the bottom line is I also I like the fact as far as the Bears know they can't win. They can cover. That's yeah, okay. But, that, but how do you – you don't have that kind of ability to – to modulate, like I tell you that. what, these NBA teams seem to have that ability. They, 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 they when during they're tanking, they all of a sudden would empty the bench in the fourth quarter as necessary when it was a close game. And who's uniquely qualified to win close games? The Minnesota Vikings. So I could certainly see. I don't want any part of the Bears on the money line. But all the Vikings have done all year long is win games. They stink. They win games by one to seven. Yeah. And I see that happening here. But, but wouldn't you say if they have a chance to exercise? demons of the last couple weeks, they probably wouldn't mind having a 30-point victor. I mean, what I'm saying is I think them losing so badly lately hurts you here a little bit because they want to win hard, I think. I I agree with that, but they also want to remain healthy. And so if they do get up 10 and the like, I could certainly see them just you know, coasting to victory and keeping everybody healthy, not giving the ball to Dalvin Cook as much, not giving the ball to Justin Jefferson as much, which he may not like because Justin Jefferson wants to set some, you know, some records. There's some here. records there, yep. and also, and we'll get to the props of each of these games when there is one one mm-hmm. that matter. What I will say first, though, well, why don't we do the the props first, and then I've got a few things. Going. Yeah, so there's two things in this game, and they both involve the Minnesota Vikings. One is a record, and that's Justin Jefferson 194 yards away from breaking Calvin Johnson's single-season receiving record. The props aren't up yet on Justin Jefferson. 194? Yards. Yes. Now, he has had games this year. He had a 223-yard game. He had a 193-yard game. Is 2,000 Less or more than that. No one's ever done 2,000, right? No, so 1964 be... is the Okay, yardage. so he would have to go beyond. Okay. Yeah. Kenzie, can you see what Jefferson's over-under was the last, let's say, two weeks? Yeah. Because let's just get a feel of what we think it might be. Mm-hmm. Green Bay would have been probably a little lower. But... Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I think he's like right around the 100, you know, and, and slightly above that. Now, range. the contract incentive in this game, if there is a prop out there on Minnesota Vikings' Darius Smith to get a sack— Let's say he's over under 0.5 sacks. Mm-hmm. He gets $750,000 with one more sack. Ooh, that's nice. That's a lot of money to say, hey, coach, 
Blitz we're, me. We're running, yeah, we're running some 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 twists up front, and I'm getting after the quarterback because remember remember in uh, any given Sunday when Lawrence Taylor got the uh, he, he injured himself, but he got the tackle. He's like, nobody dropped me. I'm worth a million dollars. But like back then, a million dollars was like a big bonus for these guys or whatever. I guess it still is. So $750,000, Darius Smith might be going all out to get to and Nathan we'll, Peterman. And we'll have those kind of uh, incentives effectively and how they correlate to the prop bets throughout most of these games or many of these games. Last thing here um, for me. Fez, would you agree, and it doesn't invalidate your pick, that Chicago has had the worst run of the season? Like, if you look at any four or five game period, this has been the worst. Let me think about if anyone has been worse. I Oh, no, no. I'm, I'm saying Chicago hasn't been worse at any point during this. This oh, is their worst. They're, oh, yeah. yes, because they jettisoned all the good players on defense, and they can't stop anybody. So if we look up at the screen, we've got Chicago's um, EPA uh, with garbage time removed. Focusing on that one, McKenzie? And what we can see here by going from the right column, the red column there back, is that is going back, they haven't had any point of the season from this point backwards that has been even average. But if you look at the minus numbers, minus 22, minus 16, minus 11, I mean, this is as bad of a run as any team's ever had or any team's had this year. I agree. And they've actually, if you go back six games, they're 90. Now we're talking points now, not EPA. 91 points they've lost by in that. Amazingly, Indianapolis has lost by 91 points the last six games. They both are like are equally <laughs> bad. And historically, if you are down by 90 or more in the last six games, you're 43 and 27 against the spread. Plus four points per game. So bounce back. No matter how bad you do, the market overreacts to it. Mm. So it kind of speaks well. And, and also directionally. I get the soft dome team in the January winter in Chicago, where if you just told me, like if, if, you, if back in September, you say, who do you like in this game? I said, I like the Bears. Of course, the Vikings are going to stink, you know, out outdoors in this situation. And I would have liked Green Bay. Same thing, like, you know, last week against Minnesota. Okay. So 36 degrees, wins light and variable. Only my last concern is if Justin Fields isn't playing, is it a cue to the team, you know, we don't care much about this game because he's not really hurt. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next game. My. All right. So best bet, Fez, on the Bears. It takes guts plus seven and a half in the Super. Was two and a half five weeks ago. We could have had this. And a lot of these points we could have. And I guess we just said. Well, well Justin Fields. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. All right. Next game. My five star best bet. We just talked about it. The Colts. This one's simple. Houston showed us last week. They had no interest, no interest in competing. We have nothing to doubt. Colts minus two and a half, by the way, in the conference. Minus two and a half. This, this is, is my three-weight. And my two-weight. Damn, good thinking, guys. Now, <laughs> to me, what we know for sure is Jeff Saturday wants to win like no one's business. Yes. And these professional players want to win. They don't want to be embarrassed. So we got two teams that on paper you could say are even teams – and I think I have them both at minus seven, which would have been the worst teams in the NFL. But congratulations to the Chicago Bears, which are now at minus nine and still and still, still power rating. That's interesting. You know, um, the, the, the worst team can be underrated. Yeah. So how bad can, must the Bears be to not have had value? They'd have to be a minus eleven against the Vikings this year. Which we don't get to minus 11. Like, Giants those, got there last year. Minus 12 and a half. Oh, but that was a, that was a, they weren't really playing. You know, right, I mean, right. There was a lack of motivation. All right. So anyway, to me, it's that simple. Colts want to 
Mackenzie, why don't you pop up those uh, each the team of focus, uh, and I'll, maybe I'll you know let you know who that should be. But let's go Colts here. And of course, we got Sam Ellinger going for the Colts, which we don't really think matters compared to Foles, do we? I think Ellinger is an I, upgrade yeah, over yeah. Foles. I think Foles maybe coming into the first game. The team thought maybe Foles has some magic left, yeah. but I, it doesn't seem. It seems like he's almost like it's almost an, uh, a health danger for him to be out there. <laughs> oh, I mean, he does. So now, what's interesting though is this, and if you look at this Colts team, though, again, I like him here. I don't think it's about how good they are. I think it's they want to win, but no matter which view you look at, counting the games from the beginning of the season. Or counting the games from the end of the season. Because looking back, Fez, is important. Like we say, how they do the last five? How they do the last mm-hmm. three, right? What's the trend line? Well, we can look back the last two, the last three, the last no four. There's no trend line. There's consistency. Consistently. They stink. They stink. And this is a team that, I mean, you think about it, they've gotten so much worse under Saturday. Because the defense was decent, you know, before Saturday. And since then, there's nothing but red. But I still. So you're saying Frank Reich's a better coach than the ESPN analyst by a little bit. (laughs) It's the it was the one game against the Raiders. That's it. The the good one. Yeah. And so to me, otherwise, is I think this is all about Houston would likely lose the number one seed or the number one pick, not the number one seed, if they win. And I don't think they're going to win. I think spot on. What you're looking at is Houston is two different teams. They're they're a certain type of team. When they've got a game-and-a-half lead for worst record in the NFL, they play their balls out, and they play great you know, versus expectations. The second they got within a half a game of Chicago, shocker, they are, they're down 31-3 to against Jacksonville you know, right off the yeah. bat. It, 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 and it's almost like the edict came down, hey, we're um, one more win, and we're in deep trouble and, here. And yeah. I, think, I think RJ is 100% right that the Colts will be max motivated, max effort. The funny thing is they should be trying their best to tank this game too. Like I just yeah, don't think Jeff Saturday's mind works that way. Yeah, I disagree with that. Okay. Should the Steelers have tanked this year when they were... The, the, the Colts the, right now have a top five pick. That's fine. It, they, if if Wouldn't you want to keep your division no. rival from getting the best quarterback available I, in I'd the draft? Play, what do you think Belichick would do? What would Steelers do? I think Jeff Saturday, he, he still wants this job. That's what I'm saying. And, and but what I'm coaching saying is, you, for it. But do you think the Steelers would tank? What I'm saying is, I don't know. I don't know. I've never seen the Steelers in this position where they're— could, Well, where, they were in a position where Big Ben went down, and they knew they weren't going to do anything, and they fought tooth and nail to get eight. Right, eight that year. but the Steelers had a franchise quarterback. The Colts well, don't. Well, they didn't. Big Ben went down. Big ben, and Big Ben was already How many old. more years did Big Ben play after that, Steve? Two, two bad years. And there was a feeling that he might not even come back Yeah, after I mean, that. there was a sense it's time to draft a quarterback. Yeah. I okay. mean, all I'm saying is Pittsburgh doesn't do that. New England doesn't do that. I don't like – because really, let's be honest. Could Think about what team has ever done – in a way, you're saying trust the process, right? In, in a, a way, way, I'm saying – you improve your draft position, and you keep the Texans from getting the player of their choice. I don't think they fear the Texans becoming a contender. He's making a good—there is a good point here, which is that the Texans are in their division. If they get a franchise— yes. It is an excellent point. And if the Bears have the first pick, the Bears would be looking to trade out, so someone else looking to get a quarterback could get in. The Colts, who would have a high pick, it would be easier for them to trade up and get that pick. Let's think of the teams that win, though. Right, Seattle under Pete Carroll. You're right. They never do Don't, this kind of stuff. You know, I'm talking about like uh, Baltimore. They do we look at the Colts a as a model franchise anymore? 
No, but what you're saying is what they should do, what you probably should be saying is this is what they maybe would do if it wasn't for Saturday, but it's not what they should do. Because if it is, why do all the winners not do it? You know, an interesting point about AJ saying that if the Bears do end up with the number one pick, they will be willing to trade. Who's the head coach of the Bears? Matt Former Colts defensive coordinator Matt Everfluss, who has a relationship with Chris Ballard, the general manager. So I'm just saying it could be a cute thing here. If we go by our margins, and I, I was looking at the the you know projected possible line between the, these two, Indy is 1.7 points better than Houston, and that's without accounting for motivation and home field. The fact that this line is only two and a half, I I see incredible value on the Colts. I also don't ever see, I almost never see home teams mailing it in. It's like the last a, game where the there's la- not clear motivation. Yes. Yeah, this um, is an opportunity to send your, It's been a terrible season. Give your fans one last chance to be happy. But if you're on the road, it's perfectly fine. Um, Fez, real quick, check this out. If you look at the EPA there, they actually, Houston's played well. They played well against Dallas. They played Kansas well City. against Kansas City. They played well against Tennessee. And then they had... A, if you take out garbage time, a minus twenty six point performance against Jacksonville in the must in the only must lose game of the season. I mean that is drastic if I've ever seen. Dra- it, it, it went as far that to the bar that side as it could go. <laughs> and, and the algorithm math geeks that are just running their computer models are like Houston's playing much better than Indianapolis, yeah. and they're and they're missing this distinction. All right, so my best bet Indianapolis. We got any props in this one? No props for this game. No incentives sticking out for this game. All right, next up we got AJ Hoffman who is. Having a monster season. He didn't bet on himself. Scott and I did, but best bet. Rams plus six and a half mm-hmm. at the Seahawks. First, I'll give this stat, which will apply to a few teams, a, a trend, I guess, although it's a 32 year trend. Eliminated teams in the last two weeks of the season, playing teams that must win to get in the playoffs, are 62% since 1990. Say that again. Eliminated teams mm-hmm. in the final two weeks of the season, playing teams that must win to make the playoffs, are 62%. Do you have the, the win-loss? I do not. It's okay. over, it was over 100, uh, over 100 instances. Though. I've always believed that. I wonder, I wonder how it's done lately as it's become more known. But usually, go ahead. Well, just last week there was two high-profile games that they the betters backed both those teams, Chicago at Detroit and Indy at the Giants. Well, it may be 62%, but that, those are— But remember, those wouldn't meet the criteria, right? Because they're saying must win to get in. Detroit is still—wasn't eliminated by this. So it would really be the last week. It really? Would... Yeah, I think almost all. All right, but the—yeah, okay, all right. But I mean, right. directionally, it was comparable. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Rams running the ball a lot better. Cam Akers clearly healthy. I love that Baker Mayfield's playing motivated football. The Rams are in a position right now where— if Matt Stafford were still playing, there wouldn't be much to play for for the Rams, it wouldn't feel like. Baker Mayfield's playing for literally for a job next year. I also love that in the NFC West, we talk about this all the time, coaches matching up well with coaches, and the Rams have dominated this matchup with Seattle. Eight out of the last 11 the Rams have won. The look ahead on this game was three. Now we're at six and a half. Why? Because the Rams got blown out by the Chargers, who were one of the hottest teams in the well, league? I mean, oh, come on, one of the hottest teams in the league. They won a couple games. I mean, let's all go crazy with the are, Chargers. Are there, are there three teams hotter right now than the Chargers? I, I mean, I Bill, Cincinnati, I, who? Well, let's think. What's our definition? How are we defining hotness? Because there's a bunch of teams I take over the Chargers. So how are we— How they've been playing in the last five or six weeks. So five or six weeks? 
Uh, Niners nine and zero. Oh, yeah. Niner, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, Bengals have been pretty hot. Yeah, that's the team I, I mentioned. The Bengals. Yeah. yeah. I take. I mean, I don't know. I guess Kansas City doesn't lose. But I mean, you know, I don't know. Maybe they they don't have as many injuries that make it. Jacksonville's playing pretty hot. Yeah, it's so funny. Kansas City went to overtime with the Texans, and everybody's like, "Oh, no big deal. They're well, the Chiefs." They, they have a history of doing that, though, right? Meaning that they they seem to be able to take their foot off the gas and put it on. Just they never lose those games, Harley. Like think about it. It's they just would, funny that when the like when the Bills aren't covering, it's like, oh, you see, there's they just the don't Bills, have it. Because the Bills were getting all kind of great love. By the way, Mackenzie, keep the tally when he ever says anything negative for the Bills <laughs> or Herbs, right? We're keeping the streak going. I'll start it at one. <laughs> Is the um uh it, it strikes me what, what were we just, we're talking Kansas City, but what yeah. was the last? Well, thing the Kansas City, like Kansas oh, City, Buffalo playing close games, oh, the Buffalo and Blow, okay. and no, nobody worries about Kansas City. I was going to say with Buffalo, that's why we got impressed by them, the way they blew out the Rams, the way they blew out uh, what was it, Tennessee, Tennessee, in Week Two. You know, AJ brings up a great point about the Rams' running attack because we talk about running backs don't matter, but collectively, no team has had weirder stuff go on than the Rams. Because remember, Akers was going to be the guy; he was going to quit the team, and then he got basically <laughs> was going to get kicked off the team, yeah. and then Hollywood, and then Henderson was going to be the guy, and he did get kicked off yeah. the team, right? So there was like no running backs to run the ball, and now Akers, he's single-handedly winning fantasy football leagues because people pick the dude up off waivers, and he's a top-five running back. So let me ask, Fez, for, for, for you. Uh, our pregame margins have Seattle two points better. The line is six-and-a-half. Can you justify going from two to six-and-a-half? Well, even accounting? from the look-ahead, can you justify the look-ahead of three going to six-and-a-half uh, now? I mean, Can you justify it accounting for home field and must-win to get into the playoffs? Well, my, I have Seattle one point worse than an average team. I don't think I'm on an island there. I think that's pretty much collectively where people have. So it's really how good are the Rams? And the Rams had that patch where they were truly awful. But then under Baker, you know, I think they've been revitalized with with, with the running backs as the like. Well, I, I think. I mean, last week was pretty bad, right? Yeah, it was. But I mean, the Chargers have been really hot. I don't. Know. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> By the way, finish your point, Fez, and I got a point. But the Rams, if you look at their numbers, I mean, they're a bad team. Their yards per play, they're minus point seven, but not a horrible team. And I think you could make the case that that that, that certainly here's but a remember, team. They had half a season with all their guys, and now you got to look yeah. at the second half, right? Yeah, but I think they had a period where they got basically they knew they couldn't make the playoffs, and they had like uh, they got into the doldrums where they had like mm-hmm. four games that they were just awful. Maybe we could look at the Rams, but I know yeah, that they had a slump right like here. around week twelve. Get a little bigger, McKenna? That they were like one of the worst teams in the league. Just a little bit. All right, so here we are right here. They had a great game against the Raiders, right? And otherwise. They've been just, I mean, they got crushed uh, last week against the Chargers, got crushed against Green Bay, then two close ones against, um, you know, I guess the Raiders or the... Uh, Broncos was the great game. And the question, I guess, there, oh, you, yeah, you've you. got this sorry, phenomenal game against Denver, and it's, but but now, wait a minute, maybe there, that who, was... Who gets the credit, right? Right. Was that just the Broncos went on strike and let the defense and just said, they, enough is enough, and let's get our coach fired? So this is something McKenzie's been working on, uh, and I've been helping a little bit, is... The line of scrimmage EPA. So what we do is we say, forget turnovers. They, they're going to come and go. We want to know how good you are at the line of scrimmage. Forget kickoffs. Forget anything except snaps at the line that don't involve turnovers. That's it. And we said, let's rank these teams by how good they are EPA-wise in, those, in, those, uh, in that situation. So, AJ, I want you to tell me, does this sound like a good proxy for... 
Uh, now, Mackenzie, oh, offense, defense, net, and we're ranked by net, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. So we'll rank it by net. Tell me if you think this is a good proxy for like a power rating. Okay. Right? Number one, Buffalo. Sure. You like it? Like it? Number two, Kansas City. Yep. Number three, Philly. Yeah. Number four, San Francisco. Yep. Number five, Cincinnati. Yeah. Number six, Dallas. Yep. Now, here's an example of maybe a team that the wise guys have liked. A little high, New Orleans. That surprises me. Yeah, Miami surprises me. Ah, at this point. Well, well that's just because they're who, Skyler be Thompson's a who, quarterback. Who's above them? Well, I'm just I'm. I mean, what I'm saying, we're now moving to nine and ten. Like, who's going to be above them? I would I would think the Chargers are probably above well, them. I would think the, you've got a while to wait there. Okay. Um, Jacksonville number nine, New England ten, which is high in all the power rankings, uh, like higher than you think. Washington eleven, Baltimore twelve, Seattle thirteen. Jets 14, Cleveland 15, Tampa 16. Cleveland's lower than most of like the power rankings I've seen. Like I, I, It seems like Cleveland can't stop getting love somehow. And finally, number 17, as a below-average team, the Chargers. Okay. And then number 18, Minnesota. Fez, that's a pretty uh, – it pretty much lines up with your rankings. Well, the first six are spot on, within yeah. plus or minus a one of mine. And whenever there's one off, and if everything else is right, you got to think Saints might be a little better. I mean, because in a weird way, they've gotten a lot of money in a lot of different spots. No doubt. And the money came on the Saints big time against Philly last week. Remember, that line was seven, came all the way down to four and a half. Saints went outright. And who's the overrated teams, in your opinion? Minnesota, right? Yeah, Minnesota got, got 19. We got them 18. It, this isn't my power rating. This is just one look at it. In yeah. Giants, we got 21. Yeah. so I, I, mean, got them, I got them 16, but I agree directionally. Giants, much worse than the record. And our bottom teams, going from the worst, Bears, Houston, Arizona, Indianapolis, Rams. I no mean, Those are my bottoms. I mean, so the one yeah. sore thumb there, I'd say, is the Chargers. Are we talking about the Chargers right now? Yeah, because you were saying how hot they are. Like that derailed the whole. That's my best bet is the Rams lost to a team that's playing good football right now, and you changed the whole thing to <laughs> me. The, to, I got to find a way to shit on the Chargers again. No, it's just it's just a good research we're doing. Yeah. Um, when Herbert wins the MVP next year, you're gonna be sad. <laughs> now, uh, me would be sad. <laughs> yeah. No, I would appreciate. I'd like to if he wins a, a playoff game, I'd be happier. <laughs> All right. Now, <laughs> I like this pick though, ironically, because I do believe it's like a rivalry game in college football. Is you want to knock if you don't have a good success, you want to knock out your rival. And I, you, McVay having dominance over uh, Seattle, you think he wants to give that up? No. Now this is a great Great point. This is like the Rams game of the, the their, their yeah. second half game of the year. I agree. And it also makes Sunday Night Football a lot more interesting if the Rams won this game. Ooh, so this is kind of an X Filesy kind of thing. Uh, well, it's still going to be awfully interesting. Well, but no, but no, he's right. But the winner take all. Yeah. yeah, it would be. It would essentially be the first game in the playoffs. Yeah, this would be. This would be a playoff with game with Aaron Rodgers. With Aaron Rodgers, and then the broadcast would go crazy. Let's hope they handpicked yeah. the Rams like, for this oh, game to help the Rams. Be good. And and a team <laughs> that was on hard knocks. Yes. I mean, a team that's getting a lot of love. Restore the roar. Yeah, you don't want them to be eliminated. You yeah. want them to be playing for something. Yeah, uh, I one, agree. One prop, I like one prop to look at in this game. Mm-hmm. Kenneth Walker, the running back for the Seahawks, he's 64 yards away from 1,000 rushing yards. It's not about a bonus, but it's still it's his like rookie that. season. Which to is rush for over under? 70. It was, I think, last week. He's run for 100 yards in back-to-back games. I think and the, he can lock up the offensive rookie of the year 
with a good performance I, as well. I would much rather they gave him five hundred dollars of a bonus. Any, I, I think cash is it's king still of this a milestone. Stuff. It is, no, I agree. Thousand yards I agree, in a but rookie I'm, season, and you could lock up the offensive rookie of the year award. But if I ha- if I have to pick. I want to invest in the guys that are going to get an extra 250000 bonuses like that. But he That's... will, though. There's only like 30 instances you have to prove yourself before you get a second contract. Yeah, That's a good point. That's a good and, point. And remember, cash isn't always the most important thing, Fez. Excellent point. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Next, Think about when his agent goes to that renegotiation. Yeah. He's got X amount of thousand-yard seasons. He was yep. the offensive rookie of the year. Yep. Right. Yeah. So here's what I'm going to do. Mackenzie, we're going to guess these numbers. Are we sure there's not a number out yet? No number out yet. All right. So, Mackenzie, can you get his last two weeks, and we'll assume that's right? Yeah. I'm going to vow- I want to – I want to vote yes, and I got. I think I get four votes. Let me see one, two. Yeah, no. Does anyone veto that one? Does anyone veto? I, think I don't do veto, a show but, pick. but I want to emphasize: it's getting really, really hard to bet these things because what happens is that, unfortunately, on the East Coast, a few of the operators open up the number, but they have micro limits. Like one, I've, I've got. Jeez, Steve, how many times are you going to whine about that? It's like most ninety dollars. Most our listeners have not been backed off by uh, DraftKings. They're not betting enough. I mean, the average yeah. better. So, right. I mean, you guys, these wise guys think their only pro- their problems are the world's problem. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, listen, if someone is backed off, then you under you don't need Fez to tell you that. All right. So anyway, there's the number. Last week it was seventy and a half. All right. He needs sixty four to get to a thousand. That was his over under, not his yardage he gained. Well, I guess seventy and a half he wouldn't get. Why was it only forty and a half? Oh, he, it was, was, he, was, coming he was coming back from injury. And they were fourteen point dogs. Mm-hmm. They're well. not going to run as much. Okay. Yeah. So you like you like over 70 and a half? Yes, I do. All right. Let's mark it down. Anything else in this one? Chargers are average. <laughs> Next game, we got he's got a winning record on this one. Scott Seidenberg, best bet. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to buy low on the Tennessee Titans. Everyone loves the Jaguars. I don't. So I'm going to buy low on the Tennessee Titans in the division championship game. And the biggest reason for me is that the Titans are getting healthier. The week off last week, and yes, it was a week off because they benched everybody, helped them get healthier on defense. And this is the thing. I saw this stat online. When the Titans were healthy on defense with Jeffrey Simmons, Danico Autry, and David Long all playing the first 11 weeks of the season, they ranked top 10 in DVOA and the number one rushing defense in the NFL. Since that point, after week 11, they've gone down to 30th in DVOA. Now, they're all practicing. Everyone's playing in this game. They're finally healthy. And the Jaguars have looked impressive. I'm going to give them that. I'm going to give them credit. Their four-game winning streak, though, was against a severely injured Tennessee team, a pick-six win against the Cowboys that, if they lost that game, we're probably talking about the Jaguars quite differently. And they beat the Jets with Zach Wilson, and they beat the Texans. It's not like they beat people that were singing their praises saying, this Jaguars team is a really, really good football team. Mike Vrabel, 21-9-1 ATS as an underdog of three or more, including 19-12 and straight up in those games. Healthy Titans team. Playoff game, I like taking the six. I think healthy Titans team is a generous term. A Uh, lot. A much healthier. Devontae Harris still did not practice. Terrell Basham still did not practice. Every starter. Uh, Christian Fulton limited participants. Every starter practiced on Wednesday. I think your handicap is super strong on Tennessee. Terrell Basham didn't practice. Is he on injured reserve? Is he on injured reserve? No. I got to come in on Jacksonville. I think it's shaky. All right? So what if they would have lost to Dallas by three? It still would have been a really nice effort against the Cowboys. 
um, to say, oh, they just beat the Jets. I mean, they clobbered the Jets on the road in 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 a, in a, a night where it was raining in New York, After and they just overtime as well in a shortened week. So that was a super and super impressive short week Thursday road team. Oh, more than that. Yeah. Off an overtime game. Yeah. And and over t- teams playing on a Thursday on the road off overtime games were like one in twenty two against the spread Ooh. before that. So so directionally, I, I I love the half the what's back Tennessee. I love that whole concept. And I also like the fact with Tennessee, not only are they getting healthier, I could I could make the case like the the league has screwed Jacksonville big time. The league does not want Jacksonville to make the playoffs. Oh, let's flex this game into Saturday. Mm. So mm. Tennessee hasn't I, I, played. I don't think they don't want Jacksonville to make the. Playoffs. I think they wanted to feature the game because it's yeah. a, okay. Yeah. Fair, fair, yeah, fair, fair enough. But but Tennessee playoff game. Not only did they get to play Thursday, so now they've got they've got nine days rest and against a team with six days rest. But so you're making the case for Tennessee right now. Yes. Yes. Okay. So Tennessee. And and it was a throwaway game that Tennessee played on on Thursday against Dallas. They they knew that game was totally meaningless to them. So, you know, they've had two weeks to prepare nonstop for this game. What's your drop off, Josh Dobbs, Malik Willis? Two point upgrade for exactly. Dobbs. Exactly. Yeah, two I point agree. upgrade. Yeah. I, I don't know about two, but I think it's at minimum a small upgrade, and maybe two. I don't. Yeah. I don't think Willis can play at all. I I just he did. They got thrust. Here's yeah. the point. Now, have they announced that Dobbs is starting? Yes. yes. Because here's what I think. I think we're going to see three or four packages, so maybe a series of plays, like three at a time maybe, that that Willis is in. And running the ball. With running the ball. Yeah. Because if he's not the starter, you can risk it a little bit more. And I'm surprised they even announced it because you think they would have let it go up until Friday and have him preparing. I agree with that. I I think it's what, like, you're saying two points better than Malik Willis. This is a guy who's a practice squad guy his whole career. Like he just had his first well, start. Willis probably shouldn't have been drafted. Fair, All right. but this is a guy who has had one NFL start in his life and he looked really good and had like a fifty percent completion rate. He looked he looked good in that Thursday I, night. I, I I got a guy that's a perfectly competent backup quarterback. Then I'm confident. Versus- then why has he never been a backup? Why has he been stuck on somebody's practice squad his whole career? Well, but uh, I mean, there's uh, people emerge from third string to second string. All yeah, the but time. we don't know that I mean, after one game. So call him, that, so call him slightly below. But, it's but called, you can't be you can't do what he did on Thursday and be worse than Willis. I think Willis is like a minus. That's six. what I'm saying. Willis is so bad that that and again he's got potential. Mm-hmm. Who knows, right? But there's a reason that ta- I mean, remember he was supposed to be. People talked about him going number two to Detroit. Yeah, first quarterback taken. Yeah. yeah, and 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 now in hindsight, should he even have been? A lot of whispers now in Tennessee is that the whole thing with that GM was this pick. That they saddled hmm. him with a guy where now they don't even have a good backup quarterback. I don't know. I mean, those are whispers. And I've heard a lot of people say Dobbs looked great in that game against the Cow- I didn't see great. I saw, like, he looked okay against he looked capable. A, a pass defense that's been dog shit for a month. What, the, what, the Dallas Cowboys are a bad defense? Their pass de- Look at their – if I can pull up DVOA in the last well, month I know on the Cowboys. DVOA. I know, but stats don't they're, matter. No, what do you mean stats don't matter? But I, I'm just saying this has been a bad defense, and you said you're telling me it's a bad defense. They have well, they been for a month. They haven't been a bad – well, get the numbers. Okay. But I, I mean, well, Dobbs had he was get the numbers. Okay, I mean, because I mean, we got to continue that conversation. All right, couple thoughts as AJ's pulling up his numbers. Now, what, are you going to tell me when you're going back, or are you just going to cherry the, la- uh, the last four games? That's All right, the last perfect, one. perfect. Okay, um, here's my thoughts here. If you look at Jacksonville's performance, they've been in the last four games. So they had that stinker against Detroit. I mean, that was as bad as you can get. Yeah. If you take out garbage time, their net EPA, 20-point win 
against uh, Tennessee. And McKen, do me a favor. Make the font bigger on, on, on that row. Yeah, there's no reason for that to be so small. 27th the past four games, past EVOA defense. Okay, so I got to be honest with you. It is... I'm interested to see, like, the, when Dallas. Um, do you think that that's what the Dallas uh, is going to be priced at in the playoffs? Like, they're the 27th best defense. I do not. Okay, so you're going to be betting against them. Do you believe that? Like, do we just take that those last four weeks and say, like, because if you look at Jacksonville, Jacksonville is probably the second or third best team in the league the last four weeks. Yeah, winning by 17 points per game when you take out garbage time last yeah. four weeks. Yeah. So do we? Is that the truth? No. So, to some degree, Dallas is an above-average defense. I think we can know that for sure. And Dobbs looked competent. I think Fez's word was exactly right. I mean, do you think if you so? I think he looked like a guy making his first career start. And I mean, he it wasn't a total train wreck, but I don't think it's like it. It gives me no confidence about him in the next game. Who would you rather if you had money on the game? Who would you rather start, Willis or Dobbs? Malik Willis. Okay. All right. So, I mean, I think... And I thought that was the game plan. I thought the reason why they started Dobbs last week was to make sure Malik Willis was healthy for this game. I I, I think I'm falling in line with RJ. I think both quarterbacks are playing in this game. And I think, I, I reason, think you're right I think the reason I think the reason why they announced Dobbs is actually gamesmanship. That might be. Because now Malik Willis is probably going to play the bulk of this game. No, see, I don't believe that. I, or I he's going to he's going to have design four, packages. Yeah. But at least now they're not preparing for Malik Willis. They're not preparing for a quarterback run at all. I like They're that. preparing for Josh yeah. Dobbs to throw the ball and hand point. the ball off to Derrick Henry. Now we're going to introduce a couple of read option plays with Malik Willis. It's almost like when you, when you don't play Taysom Hill for three games, four games, and then suddenly you break him out in a game and they're like, what the hell is this? Yeah. So, I mean, the, the two gamesmanship approaches would be, say you're going to play both of them, have them prepare, and really play one almost exclusively, yeah. or kind of act like one's out and have him play more. Yep. That's the theory is the team didn't prepare for it. Fez made a great point. Vrabel's record off a of bye is outstanding. This is effectively off a of bye. They treated last week as if it was a preseason yeah, game. So, it's a bye, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you get, if they're getting healthier, as they are, and they're off a bye effectively, and they're getting six points. So if you look at the injuries, how would you rank Tennessee's health compared to the their healthiest this year? When they beat Green Bay, that was a hell of a – they went to Green Bay on the road on a Thursday night and beat them soundly. That was a great win. Mm-hmm. They haven't won a game since. Uh, if you look at the health they had that game versus now, how would you compare it? I think they're as close to healthy as possible. Okay. The the reports from the, the the Tennessee newspapers saying that every Titan starter who isn't on injured reserve practiced at least in a limited capacity on Wednesday. Only Terrell Basham and Devontae Harris missed practice, but again, that's not listed. They don't list them as starters. If they're healthy, I would make the line three because I think Jacksonville is a little better even than Tennessee healthy right now. Because again, here's what you got to remember. Wise guys were batting Jacksonville with both fists mm-hmm. earlier this year, even when they weren't weren't covering. That means they felt something about this team, and now we're seeing what they felt. But because they haven't won all those games, they're not as high priced as they would be. Other, I mean, they're getting pretty high priced. This is high priced. Yeah, I agree. in a division game, but we in a, well, but against game? a third string quarterback, sure, sure. But but keep in mind something here. If you look at the, um, we talked about EPA. And and we talked about how like Jacksonville over the last four games 
are 64 points better when you take out garbage time. Or actually, I think 64 is actually the points. So forget the EPA. This is just 69 regular. if you do the EPA. Yeah, so regular points is 64. Mm-hmm. Tennessee in the last six games is actually down 64 points, and that's been since the Green Bay game. So exactly 64, right? Okay, so I said, how many times has a team won or, or been plus 64 or more, mm-hmm. and the other team is minus 64 or more? And historically, that's happened a lot. And like literally, it's happened um, 400 times in the league's history. So, I mean, bad teams playing good teams all the time. But here's what's fascinating. So, Faz was in the restroom. We were talking about Jacksonville and Tennessee, how one team is uh, last four games is uh, 64 points to the positive, and Tennessee is 64 points to the negative. Give me the crappy team. For the last six games. All right. So, the crappy team is 215 and 239 in that spot. Uh, or the good team is, I'm sorry, 47%. Yeah. But here's what gets here's what gets interesting. If you go week 11 or later, Ooh. right? So now the theory is that having these streaks is maybe more meaningful. It's a sign of injuries, whatever you want to say. And it's a winner. It's a, about 53%, meaning the better team. But, oh. th- but then you do one more thing. You make them the favorite. So now you're saying, okay, this, this, this good team is now favored and... They're 39 and 30 in that spot, and they're plus three and a half points. So this looks like a Tennessee trend to start with, but you get down to it late in the season when you're favored, the better team is why do I say favored? Wouldn't the better team always be favored? Well, some of these games would be sitting starters. Right. Yep. So the theory is if it's a spot where you've got the dominant team sitting starters, they wouldn't be favored. So if they're favored, chances are they're playing hard. Mm. And if they're playing hard, they actually win late in the season. So I still like Tennessee, but it is interesting. You could look at that trend a couple different ways. If, it, that's a great trend. It really shows how subsets of trends are really important to really dig into. If there's logic to them, especially. Especially, yes. If, 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 if what you say makes c- complete sense. I still go back to if this game was on Sunday – I got no interest, all right? But because it's Saturday, I think that's a, a really big edge for a team, Tennessee, that's been game planning for this game for two weeks. What should the line be? Line should be 5.8. Okay. So you just have a small lane. Yeah. See, I think this, if Tennessee's as healthy as they seem like they could be, let's assume Tennessee was at their high Where's the Jacksonville power rating versus the Tennessee high point of the year? So Tennessee starting the year was well. Their high point was was probably after the Green Bay game. It's comparable, it's comparable teams to the start. Okay, yeah. that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, Tennessee so I, above above average. Jacksonville is currently above average. Yeah, so I I said line. I would make the line three. I think Jacksonville is a little yeah. better if if Tennessee is at their height. I, but but Tennessee can't Tennessee be at their don't... height with a third string quarterback, can yeah. they? That's they a, cannot. That's a very they good point. Derek Henry. Good point. Derek, that's a very good point. Derek Henry's last three games after a bye week, and I'm treating last week like a bye week because he didn't play. 128 yards this year, 57 against the Bills, and it's hard to run against the Bills. That was a couple of years ago. And then the 159 yards me, against the Jaguars a couple of years what, what's before the Let me give Henry? one more Derrick Henry stat. 17 carries, 121 yards, 7 yards per carry. That was against the Jags this season. Mm-hmm. They lost by two touchdowns. Like, if, if Derrick Henry goes off, the rest of the Titans team is still so bad they uh, could get blown was, off. If it was easy enough to look at the first game, you know. Well, I'm just saying, like, the, if, your idea would be if, if the Titans are going to have success, they've got to lean on the run with a third-string mm. quarterback in there. I'm saying Derrick Henry had about as good of a game. better than the second string. We don't have to keep – here's what I'm going to say. 
I think AJ has convinced me that I don't like the Titans anymore because let's think about what he said about the the quarterback. Let's say second string. Just wait, wait. So, so you like the Titans? Mm-hmm. AJ has a five star in the Titans, and now you don't like the Titans. No, I don't have. No, I have a five. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. You're in the restroom <laughs> now. But, but think about what he's saying. We just did the calculation, Fez, and we said if Tennessee were as healthy as they could be, and it sounds like they might be close, mm-hmm. we'd make the line three. Right? Yes. All right. Now, that's assuming Tannehill's playing. Now, whatever we want to say about Dobbs, there's got to be, what, five points from Tannehill to Dobbs? Four and a half. Okay. Yep. yep. So now what would this line be? Eight? Yeah. So I guess we Oh, pressing the button, AJ. Okay. But, I mean, see, listen, you're winning. I'm starting to listen even closer. That was a good – I'm not – you know, hey, who knows, right? Because I do think Vrabel with two weeks, I and I do think that the the, the short Saturday hurts Jacksonville. Yes. But to me, it's starting to get where it's a toss-up ATS as much as where I really did like Tennessee. So we have a couple of player incentives on the Jacksonville Jaguars, both wide receivers. So it relies on Trevor Lawrence here. Yes. First one, Christian Kirk. He gets an incentive bonus, $500,000 for certain catch milestones. He's at 78 catches right now for 1,009 yards. So he can get money for 80 catches. He can also get money for 1,100 yards. His player prop, I think it's at 51 and a half the last time I checked it. And the other one, Zay Jones. He's at 78 catches and 802 yards. He gets $500,000 if he gets to 900 yards. And what's he at right now? He's at 802. Last time he played against the Titans, he had eight catches for 77 yards and a touchdown. All right, so we got a lot of numbers flying. Let's do this. Give us how many yards. We know the money part, it's money, right? It's Mm -hmm. half million, 250, whatever. Okay. Let's only tell this, the player and how many yards he needs. To so make the Zay Jones, two catches, 98 yards. All right. So that's a lot higher than his tip. I mean, what's his typical? His number's 47 and a half. All right. But two catches is viable. Sure. I, I would like, oh, because, Fred, we talked about this before the show. I don't think when this game's competitive, this matters at all. But if Jacksonville's up mm-hmm. 10 late, and they got the ball, and it's third and three. They might want to throw – you know, they're going to screen it to him, I think. I kind of think it's at least 55%. I agree. And I'm going to go I'm going to go second level on this one. All right. I'm going to play everybody, all right, for Jacksonville. Because I got not one – RJ's looking at me like – No, I'm trying oh, to understand. Fez might be the crazy uncle here. <laughs> um, the, I've got two wide receivers for Jacksonville, and I want to bet both of them to go over. There's still only one football. If I'm betting both of these dudes over – you're betting Trevor Lawrence. You're betting over. Lawrence passing yards over. No, I'm going to look oh. at any, every other oh. Jacksonville receiver and play him under, because those guys should get less targets. Because if we assume there's incentive to throw to these guys, exactly. We, and I'm going to only incentive. See, I only like the two catch one because they can stumble on that with four. They can get to that point of having the flex to do it with four minutes left and still make a difference in it. Right, but, but but I like the Kirk over fifty four yards because okay. that's it's almost like hey you know what we'll throw us we'll throw a wide receiver Kirk, screen to Kirk, start Kirk if he gets two more catches and ninety one yards he'll hit multiple incentives. but fifty four is very he, he needs so who's the two with two catches they both need two catches you, to get catch miles players again Christian Kirk and Zay Jones but they're probably right. going to get two anyway right, hold on hold on hold on well but the over unders are what typically I would think three and a half on these yeah, guys probably okay but still I I. I... Kirk will be. Low. I mean, uh, Jones will be lower than Kirk. Kirk's the number one option. 
So Mackenzie, uh, oh, I think he's in. All right. So why don't we do this? Is I I don't want to make an official play on this yet. Receptions aren't the only props that are out right now for these but players. I'm gonna look, are I'm yardage, gonna look at last week, not receptions. Yeah, I'm gonna look at last week just mm-hmm. to get a feel. But if we if I can get the props lined up, I'm in. If not, I think I'm passing these. I like. Both Zay over 47 and a half, Kirk over 54 and a half. And it's just unfortunate that they both the wide receivers play for the same team. Yeah. You but know? Fez, let me ask you a question, not to, to talk you out of it, just to understand. It, w- when is the time that Jacksonville, with a, a franchise defining game here, right? Because they felt this is a coach that just got fired his last after winning a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You got Trevor Lawrence, who caught a lot of heat. They make the playoffs, the whole narr- narrative is different. You agree this is a probably as motivated as any team. They're probably as motivated as any team. Oh, agreed. Right. Yes. When are they going to say, let's not worry about winning, let's worry about stat padding these guys, except at the very end, whenever they, if and when they get a big lead? The team is all the, 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 the coaches, all they care about is winning. Mm-hmm. But if I'm Trevor Lawrence, I'm getting the ball to, to my guy so they can make then, some then If that's the case, he's a loser. Well, he is I, a loser. You know, here's what I think could happen, and I think there's correlated bets to make, and the correlated bets to make would be longest reception props because all it takes is one deep shot to either of these guys to hit this over yardage marker, mm-hmm. and that could simply be, hey, it's third and 18, Zay, go for it. it but it's, it's a competitive part of the game, and they're worried about that. You, we do realize this 250 and 500 is money, but it's this is compared to like well, one endorsement. It, it really hurts us that this is for all the marbles and the playoffs. But here, we yeah, would much prefer saying, both teams were 6-10. and 10. Here's the beauty of this, though, with the Jags. Of course, ja- still be playing for the division title at 6-10. and 10. The beauty of this with the Jags is if, their offense, if they're in a competitive game, their offense is going to be a passing offense. Correct. If the game is... If they're chasing, uh, it could be a competitive game. It's a the, the low scoring game. I mean, against Tennessee. Uh, well, Tennessee's. I mean, again, Tennessee. Tennessee Tennessee's yeah, defensive yeah. backs have been pretty bad. Up to thirty nine, I think. A good while. And, with, and, and with, with Tennessee's defensive front being healthy and playing in this game, they were the number one rush defense right. in the NFL. Thirty first DVOA against a pass in this five game. I, I would think street. they would pass. So, hey, listen, we're giving it a fair airing. Unless I'm passing it. And uh, but I love the data. I love the data. Fred, we agree. We I mean we could see scenarios we'd like a lot more than this, I agree. right? Yes. Uh, but I love the data. All right, is that it for that game? And by the way, I like the green button push. So we have best bet though he's winning with his best bets. Scott Seidenberg, AJ, his partner on Straight Out of Vegas AM. Well, there'll be some good talk on this on Monday. <laughs> he goes the other way, presses the button. Coincidentally, right after I said I liked his side. I mean, you gave, you gave me some ammo. I, I liked it. All right, next game. Triple Fe- four weight. Ooh, a triple four. Yours, wow. Fez's, and mine. Well, Fez, you get And honors. my three weight. Normally, I would get... Like. You know something? Maybe let's give AJ honors. No, no, no. <laughs> We're okay. not going to give AJ honors. <laughs> okay. We're going to give you honors because what? our pick is oh, the okay. New York Giants against Philadelphia. Go, RJ, go. All right, so we talked about this Monday. So for those that listened... Uh, great. If you haven't, boo. But here it is. Is I believe the following. This is a perfect storm for the Giants to be motivated here. One, Dayball's comments seem to lean that way. And he said it staunchly, not kind of like Tom Brady. We'll get to those later. He said, yeah, it matters, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, it's really not my decision. This is one where Dayball was pretty strong. Okay, that's point one. I don't really care because it could be, you know, it could be poppycock. Poppycock. Perfect. All right. Tom Foolery. Now, number two, this is a team, the franchise, that played a meaningless game 
versus an undefeated Patriots team. I still remember. It was one of the coolest NFL things I've ever seen because it was on NFL Network. And this was back when people were mad things were on NFL Network. Yeah. And they said, that, like, the government got involved and mandated that he, they run it on CBS mm. and NBC. And it was simulcast, like, this meaningless game. You remember that? I do remember that. That was awesome. Yeah. And then Coughlin and those boys played so hard. Belichick and the Brady snuck it out. But I believe the Giants would have never won the Super Bowl. Never. They were 12 and a half point dogs in that game. They would have never won if they hadn't shown they can play with them. Yep. Now, this same Giants team in the same spot, a meaningless game, seemingly for seeding, they could rest for the playoffs? No, I don't think they do. Scott, you told me something about... Mr. Coach Coughlin, that was very interesting. Well, there is reports that Coughlin's been in contact with Brian Dable. And Coughlin, of course, was the head coach of the 2017 team that showed the merits of playing hard in that final game. As you mentioned, and I agree with you, the Giants don't go on that playoff run and win the Super Bowl if they don't finish out the season with a measuring stick performance against the Patriots. This is a similar, it's not the same situation, but a measuring stick performance against the team with the best record in the NFL. And there's more. And this is probably the biggest biggest one, which is there was a spot a couple years ago. It was Jalen Hurts' first year when he took over for Wentz midseason. And they were playing, was it Washington? It was. Mm -hmm. They were playing Washington. And it was a Sunday night game. And it was the last game of the year. And if Philadelphia won, the Giants were making the playoffs. Yes. And this was when they remember now the division uh, was was really bad. I think that Josh went like seven, six and ten. That yeah, was that right? And okay. Washington would have finished six and ten if the Phil, if the Eagles if, had beaten them. All right. So the Eagles have Hurts play the first half. They're doing just fine. And then on Sunday Night Football, they go to Sutfield. Is that Nate fucking Sutfield? That Nate mm-hmm. happens, and boom, it was a disaster. Now the irony of this is, I think it jumped Philly from nine to six. They traded that pick, and then they ended. Up getting, I mean, it's like they ended up getting the Alabama receiver, the the small guy. I forget his name. Uh, Devontae uh, Smith. Yes, yeah. Smith. Mm-hmm. In uh, the Heisman winner. There you go. <laughs> and uh, it really has had a lot of ramifications. But what we know is the Giants were furious about it. Now, what's your dream scenario? If Can I read some tweets from that game? Yes, yes. All right. First off, there's Eli Manning, who obviously wasn't playing. This is why we don't like the Eagles. <laughs> Saquon Barkley. Can someone make? It makes sense to me. What's going on? Question mark. Darius <laughs> Darius Slayton says, you, uh, this is sickening. You play the game to win point blank period. And there's go on. Yeah. Why on God's green earth is Jalen Hurts not in this game? These are all Giants players. Would be kind of inconsistent me, to empty the bench two years later, <laughs> yes. would it not? Well, it, 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 here's the thing. is One, a lot of people think the coach got fired over the way that game went. Mm. Because there wasn't there wasn't any sense that that the he's just won the Super Bowl yeah right so I mean this was a disaster for or at least it was a big event and now they can knock Philly not only from the number one seed they can knock him to the fifth seed if Dallas wins yep. think about that for a second we have uncertainty about Jalen Hurts health and I mean what would this line be if they play their players. Eight? Yeah. So to me... It's a free roll. It's the ultimate free roll. It's priced like the Giants are going to empty the bench. I got one other motivational tactic for the Giants. In coach of the year. They want uh, try, They want Brian Dable to win coach of the year. I think he's the favorite. Is he the favorite? No, he's the third favorite. 
Who's the Sirianni? Nick Sirianni still? and oh. Kyle Shanahan. Okay, so what's Kyle? Kyle's plus two hundred. Dable plus three hundred. I think Sirianni I, I think I, I think I want to play, but I don't. I don't think I don't. I don't think Sirianni has a chance. I, I mean, I think it's like he's a long shot. I really do. What's he done? Meaning, that, I guess maybe not what's he well, done. But, but remember, it, it, this is an elimination game. So if, so if Philly's probably going to win this game by 10. Yeah. And that's going to eliminate Dable, probably. I don't know. Because of recency bias. But if it's recency bias, Philly finished the year really bad compared to Shanahan. But, but Giants are going to have to cover this game. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is, I think we put now a imagine the Giants win this game. Dable wins well, then this it's a done, Then it's a done deal. Yeah. I think we put a unit on the Giants. or I'm sorry, unit on Dable, unit on Shanahan. Figuring how, because if Shanahan, is, I just want to bet the Giants plus fourteen okay, because right, the right. Giants. Could, no, I'm with you on Shanahan. If the Giants think, don't cover RJ, we're drawn dead. I said Dable's this, not winning yeah. if they lose this game by seventeen. I made the Shanahan case on SOVAM a couple of weeks ago. I, we probably should have bet it, but it, it was everything to do with the quarterback going down and then. Yeah, but you know, when Philly was a fifth, you know, X and one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. AJ, why don't you go now? Anything? I mean, I went long there. No, you're good. To me, this is about the Eagles. What's the most? I mean, would the Eagles love to be the one seed? Yes. The Eagles also right now are the most injured they've been this entire season. And now well, it hurts comes back. Not maybe. Well, yeah. well, okay. Besides hurts even. Yeah. But so Lane Johnson. Yeah, Lane Johnson for one. When Chauncey Gardner Johnson lacerated his kidney a couple weeks ago, he's on the IR. Okay, that's that's a, a big piece of your secondary. They move Blankenship to safety, then he hurt his knee. Now, this week, Zach McPherson's not uh, practicing. Avante Maddox isn't practicing, not expected to play this week. So now you're, you're, you've got cluster injuries in yeah. the secondary. Robert Quinn goes on the IR, uh, you know, and now Josh Sweat's hurt. Now you've got cluster injuries at defensive end. You've got to be healthy going into the playoffs. It, it, I mean, they want to win this game, but I don't think that it – Winning this game doesn't mean we've got to go out there and just smash the guts out of this well, team. The fact they're playing Jalen Hurts means they're going to play as hard as they can. Sure, right. So until they get up, until they get up by ten, 10 I agree or 12. with that too. I and and I would make meaning at plus fourteen. They yeah. can still. That's what this number is just so so huge for the situation. Yeah, the number's right. If the Giants weren't playing, weren't motivated, we think they are. Yes, we're in a. The market doesn't believe it yet. Right now, they're still fourteen. So they're waiting I mean, on reports on Friday. There's apparently there's going to be updates from the Giants on what their game plan is. On but Friday. it is a free roll in that if we're wrong, we got a fifty-fifty bat probably. Yeah, I, I think this line either goes up to fifteen or drops down to eleven. And here's the interesting point: Dayball's starters aren't really starters. So if he even if he doesn't play all the starters, if he coaches them hard, mm-hmm. it seems like he can overperform there too, you know. So yep. and and one last thing: does does Hertz run as much as usual with a Hertz shoulder? I think no. I don't think so. I like it. All right. So what's next? Everyone had that. Or did, everybody had that. I had a had three. That. Everyone else had a four. By the way, a, a name that hasn't been kicked around because I've heard a lot of Christian McCaffrey and uh, I've heard a lot of Geno Smith. Is Daniel Jones not like in the discussion for comeback player of the year? You know, what's so funny is at the end, at the uh, b- before the season started, when I was giving out like my preseason like best bet awards, Daniel Jones comeback player of the year. Was what's he coming back from? Exactly from being terrible. He, yeah, well, he had the he neck was, injury. Remember, he was hurt. Yeah, bad last year. He had the concussion. I gave up on that. Like it was like. 
I didn't even think about it until you just mentioned it. And it's it was fun, one I mean, that I was all over. And you could make an argument for Saquon Barkley, too, in the same the same boat. Well, like, I think much more I, so. I, I'll tell you this right now. Right now, we're seeing at, is this DraftKings? Yes. All right, McCaffrey plus 175, Geno Smith plus 175, Barkley plus 225, Goff 10-1, Nick Foles. No, no, Nick Gates. Nick Gates. Now, that would be like literally everybody on the Giants wants Nick Gates to to win Comeback Player of the Year award. And this could be a— Everyone on the Giants wants Yes. To? He's I, a Giants player. Okay. And, I, I, and it could be a sentimental thing that the voters could actually vote on. This is a guy who came back from multiple surgeries— and is playing in the NFL. I love, love McCaffrey here. I, I was going to say, I, I mean, I it's got to be Barkley or McCaffrey. Yeah, I don't think it's Barkley because we everyone feels like running backs. In a weird way, there's such a stink on running backs. You don't want to seem square. by by. Yeah, and McCaffrey's such a modern back. And they're undefeated with them, right? Yes. I believe that's right, right? And, and getting yep. away from Carolina in a way, it feels like he was delivered. Geno Smith has been, listen— He's had a good year. Uh, he's yeah, but he's he's gone down where he's like I don't know the 12th, 15th best quarterback where he was top five before. So to me, I don't think he has a chance because we know these awards are biased to the late. If season. you would have told me it was thirty to one, I'd be like that seems about right. Yeah, yeah and golf is not you know, golf. Golf, I can no. see. I mean, he's also coming back from just. Bad performance. Yeah. I think McCaffrey is almost a lock here. And and let's be honest, if Gates is getting the sentimental choice, that means he splits the giant vote. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's that's a good that's a yeah. sage point. I, I misspoke. It was it's the gruesome in, he had uh, a, a yeah. couple of horrible injuries. Same and, thing. Did, yeah. they, did they play no, the no. game? Yeah, that's I was gonna say yeah, leg fractures, multiple, <laughs> multiple surgeries. It's when it's, did they resketch with the game? <laughs> yeah, this is a lot, a lot going on here. <laughs> so do you think they split the that he takes even a third or a quarter of Barkley's votes? Mm, yes, I do. Well, that means McCaffrey's it. Yeah. I wonder if there's a better number out here. All right, we got a lot of bets going on. All right, next game. What do we got, AJ? Scott Seidenberg's four weight, and it's a crossfire. Ooh, who's it against? Against Fez. All right, Scott. All right, so we are here with the Dallas Cowboys over the Washington Commanders. And the reason why I love— Minus seven and a half. Yes. So we already know that Sam Howell's going to be the starting quarterback for the Washington Commanders in this game. I think against this Cowboys defense, AJ thinks they're horrible. I think they're still good. I think they're. I didn't say they're horrible. I said they've been playing poorly against the pass lately. I think they're going to eat up Sam Howell in this game. And the Cowboys are going to be playing at the same time as the Giants and the Eagles. So from their their mindset is we got to win with a chance to get the number one seed, and we're just going to hope the Giants can pull off an upset against the Eagles. If they find out that the, the Eagles are winning big. And all right, they pull their starters, which is probably going to be Fez's handicap here. They pull their starters at the half. Dak doesn't play the second half. Well, I remember a game earlier this season where Cooper Rush was the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, and they beat this same commander's team 25-10. to 10. If Cooper Rush has to play the second half because they're sitting out, guys, I'm still fully confident they're going to win this game. My, my handicap is actually that the team Washington hates Wentz at quarterback and the body chemistry is so poor that even though Sam Howell is not as good a quarterback as Wentz, the entire team is going to play harder and thus I'm getting value. I don't think Washington them. knows anything. Their head coach didn't know that You don't they think were... they hate Wentz? I think this is what happened. You know that you watch the game. The coach... They don't help him up when he gets sacked. The head coach didn't know that they were eliminated. They announced that Taylor Heineke was going to start. They've then been they eliminated? They changed their mind and then <laughs> say that Sam Howell's 
is going to start. So, Sam imagine, who? Yeah, imagine that. They, they knew they weren't going to go with Carson Wentz this week. And they were like, all right, we're going back to Taylor Heineke. And then someone probably reminded Ron Rivera, hey, we got this this rookie that you might as well give him a look. Oh, yeah, you're right. He's we're going to go squad? with Sam Howell this week. That's probably how the conversation went. If this guy didn't even know his team was eliminated, he probably didn't even know that he could have Sam Howell play. For, for me, it's all about a distracted Dallas Cowboy team that's going to be scoreboard watching and rooting for a 14-point underdog to win outright. And it's about Washington playing hard because Wentz well, is not going to be the quarterback. Hold on. Isn't this the epitome of a dream crusher? For Washington? Yes. It is, right? But I mean, the quarterback change, I think the team responds. No, it, what they know is they don't have a quarterback. They're going to have to get a new one for next year. Well, at least they like the quarterback. Dude, I'm not saying we didn't remove the Wentz negative, but what I'm saying mm-hmm. is this is the ultimate dream crusher. One game left, and you get eliminated when you were favored to make the playoffs a couple weeks ago. They were five-and-a-half-point favorites against the Giants, right? And yeah. it, yes. I mean— this has been a disaster. How are they going to play hard here? Why? Well, it's reflected in the line. This look ahead was four and a half. Now it's seven and a half. I agree. So, I mean. I mean, you're paying the point spread tax on a, on a distracted Cowboy team that's looking up at the scoreboard. Well, but no, there was something else. Dallas, this game could have been meaningless if Philly won last that's week. That's true. That's right? True. So, I mean. That, that is an excellent point. And I, don't, I mean, tell me what you think of my comment about Cooper Rush, RJ. They beat the Commanders 25-10 with Cooper Rush earlier this season, so if he plays the second half, if Dak comes out of the game, I'm fully confident in Cooper Rush scoring points. I'm not. But why would you're saying Dak might come out of the game if Philly's up big? I'm saying, what if the Cowboys go into the locker room and they find out that Philly's up big and then Dallas says, alright, Dak, you're sitting out, you know, and I think that Cooper Rush is fully capable of running this offense and putting up points because he already beat this team this year. This is why I love week the final week of the year. There's so many different angles. You know, I don't know. I don't. I don't, I can't bet Washington. Myself. Hey, and this is only a one weight. I all mean, right, so. Right. And, and and I got, I got to be honest. The one thing I was I was thinking directionally, because I you know I bet games of the year you know throughout the season and the like and got some obscene value with stuff. But I got to tell you, every time I like bet like a minus two and a cl- blind close ten. You know, as, as an example, my team, I won a lot of those bets. They never covered. <laughs> they never covered the closing number of minus 10, like Eagles games and Viking games. Like I had the Vikings against Indianapolis, like minus one. And the Vikings found a way to win by three and they closed minus four and a half. Whenever I had like enormous closing line value, the line always had moved too much. Now, when you say game is a year, you mean the look ahead lines. Both the well, look at the long term look at yeah like yeah. summer lines and 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 games of the year like I would bet a game but not game of the year end for your, of September for, your clients, for example that's right I bet a game September fifteenth that wasn't going to yeah. be played till November eighteenth any any props or uh, incentives here nothing for Dallas or Washington here AJ uh, this is your three weight RJ New England and Buffalo okay Patriots now listen I'm down on plus the pa- seven plus seven I'm down on the Pats. I like him on the money line here. I believe this is a high-variance game, meaning there's a small chance, I think it's small, that Buffalo comes out and wins one for the Gipper. I think more likely they're distracted. We're taping Wednesday night, Thursday release. This is when the game plan should have been installed earlier today. Do you think that's what Buffalo did? I'm not even sure all their players are back from Cincinnati. By By all accounts, it's not. 
Scott, you were reading some stuff before the show about how there's talk of it's very possible they won't even be able to be competitive, and thus they might have to postpone the game. There, there are people that w- that are saying they would not be shocked if this game was postponed. That no one knows anything, nothing's been said publicly, but if it happened, it wouldn't surprise people in the know. That presupposes there's real doubts about the preparation. That's yeah. all that means. To me, I heard people say maybe Buffalo forfeits. Now, that wouldn't help us on the bat, but think about it. They don't have, I mean, what do they got to play for? Two versus three? That's, a, yeah. that's it. They held meetings and a walkthrough today. No media it, availability. If there's no, if there's no decision that says they're going to play that Cincinnati game, then the, the biggest difference is two versus three seed. That's as big of the difference. That matters. But if you just decided, well, if, if they were looking at it, the Bills in a Machiavellian sense, in a sense of nothing matters except winning, and I'm not saying they should have, but if they did, they would have never not played that game on mm-hmm. Monday because that game had huge stakes. Pretty much you win the game. That's a good point. You got to know now the fact they did that, they're saying we don't care as much about winning, which again, I'm not debating, not saying it's wrong, but does that change this week? Yeah. That, that yeah, that's a really good point. I don't think it does. So that's why I think this is if if Buffalo's really bad or not motivated, Patriots could win by, you know, 10 easy. Or Buffalo could win by 30, like they have recently against the Pats. This is the last game to tease on the card, in my opinion. Because the points aren't worth a bunch. And you know what? That's why I like the money line even better. And what are we looking at, Mackenzie? Plus 290, was there? Yeah, best number out there is plus 290. What do you think, Fez? I agree. I have no idea how Buffalo is going to respond. Um, if, if ever there's a game I don't want to tease, it's Buffalo. But even, even if they want to win one for the Gipper, if you don't have the focus to even put your game plan in against Belichick. I could, I, yeah, I could see a final score 32 to 14, New England, and we'd be like, power rating adjustment, ah, it's a throwaway game. Yeah. Yeah. Now, is there a way to play both sides of this? Because the odds on the Patriots to make the playoffs right now, yes is plus 150, no is minus 200. Patriots lose this game. I know there's a chance that they can make the playoffs. It's unlikely. Well, I wouldn't say. 17% chance, I think. Se- 17% chance that they lose this game. If they win this game, they're, they're 100% in the playoffs. So is there a way to play so the I, plus 150 and the minus 200 and the, the Bills money line, Patriots money line in this game? Yes, by following the markets religiously, because here's what's going to happen. So news is going to come out on Buffalo. This line could move. It could move from seven. It could move to nine. It could move to five. We don't know, all right? But I tell you this, what's not going to move is the odds that New England's going to make the playoffs because that's going to be a much slower move because that's a derivative. So if suddenly New England shoots, goes down to a five-point dog or up to a nine-point dog, you could always, you know, we're looking to bet the no. New England not to make the playoffs minus 200. Mm-hmm. If Buffalo suddenly becomes a nine-point favorite, now I want to bet the no minus 200. I agree with that, but I think this is asymmetric. What is the scenario that Buffalo could go up to nine? Meaning, what would be the news? I, mean, I hear, I hear, I hear, I see what you're saying because it's largely priced that they're going to play everyone to be at mind. Well, actually, that that's not. They're still going to be distracted. I have them a nine and a half point favorite just by pure power ratings. Pure power, and I, so I it's agree. built. But but you're right; they're always going to be distracted. There's no news that could possibly say, "Oh, Buffalo is 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 good." This and especially is a nine down spot. to seven and because yeah. right now, Cornegay and the Westgate are telling us they expect more Pats 
movement because this line's more seven. Because they're and a half. dealing seven on a game that's seven and a half. Yeah. yeah so I mean, right. if anything, I think they're saying, hey, there's some sense that the Bills aren't going to be troubled. But yeah. it looks like you know he at least they believe it that he yes. will be. Or Good they point. Will be. All right. Anything else on that one? Any props or anything? Uh, there's Isaiah McKenzie for the Buffalo Bills. He can get some money if he gets he gets escalators at 350, 450, and 550 yards. He has 404 yards. So with 56 more yards, he gets some some little extra money. How much? 56 is it? or 46? 100 grand. Huh? 40, 46 more yards. At 40, excuse me. Yeah, my math is off. 46. He has 404 receiving yards now. He'll hit an ex, an escalator at 450. I think what's his over in like 35? Nothing's out yet. Mm-hmm. But are the McKenzie. Bills even thinking about this? McKenzie is. No. Yeah, but but the quarterback needs to, too. Right? But is he going yeah. down after a catch? McKenzie or is might he have trying a to get four extra with... yards. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's but, where I but, think it comes into play with money, these, these Right receivers. now, money doesn't If matter. you asked Isaiah McKenzie if he knows that, do you think he'd admit to it right no, now? No, because he's thinking about he's it. thinking about him? Yeah. Hamlin. Yeah. That's what but I what think. if he wants to get this bonus and donate it to Hamlin's charity? Yeah. Last game was 25 and a half is over under. I tell you this, Ooh. if he announces that, mm-hmm. I'm batting it immediately. Yeah. And then we're taking the, then, then we're going to go the alternate overs because he gets more money with 550. And- <laughs> not, yeah. McKenzie is not going to suddenly go for 146. Not minutes. an official bat yeah. from us. Yeah. All right, next game. My three weight Green Bay Packers minus four and a half. And I've been on Green Bay for a while. They're much better than they were early in the year. Minus five and a half. Yeah. Oh, I apologize. I had it in my notes written different than on the sheet. Minus huh. five and a half. Uh, this is a defense that's playing much better. And a, a, an Aaron Rodgers that looks like he's motivated and involved. And I know it's it sounds almost absurd when you, th- when you hear Aaron Rodgers talk about, we believe in power of positive thinking and just manifesting this into belief. It all sounds like mumbo jumbo, but I, I guess like – he feels it, whatever it is, it's working for the Green Bay Packers. And he, how, here's the question: How can you? This is a playoff game. I think the ayahuasca is just as worn. Maybe off. so. <laughs> this is basically a playoff game, outdoors in Lambeau, and the high on Sunday is 32 degrees. This is going to be at nighttime. The Lions it, it, on the road versus home. It, it's night and day. Lions 33.1 points per game at home, 19.3. On the road, but isn't golf good in cold weather? He's being sarcastic. Yeah, uh, third down rate on the. Let's be clear about something: if this were on a neutral field, and there was no weather, this line is is. You think Green Bay won? I'm thinking one, Detroit, one and a half. I'm thinking Detroit might be one. Now Green Bay's Green Bay's better now. Oh, we have we have Green Bay one point one in our margin. Okay, I think I think that's pretty universal that we're not on an island at all. I'm I well I I mean that's our number personally I think the Lions have played better recently I think Green Bay is a little miragey. The, the, I, th- I think Detroit's played better over the course of the season, but I think that the perception is that Green Bay. I agree that the, it, it, it's an aberration, well, but that, but the last look, but if you look at the final scores, well, let's think about this: they beat the Bears, right? Who's this they pronoun? Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> Green Bay beat the Bears, right? And then uh, they, no, then the, the Rams, they won. All right, okay, right? What's that mean? And then Miami, they should, let's be candid. If Tua doesn't get concussed, yeah, that's they a probably good point. lose that's that a, game. That's a good point. They come, back, they, they come from 10 down. Then they be in a revenge game of all revenge games in Lambeau against a below average, in your opinion, Minnesota team. Where's the impressive win? Chicago Rams are two of the five worst teams in the league. Miami with the third-string quarterback. 
right? Well, they won by margin. You know, they not against Miami. I mean, they were. I mean, seven point seven points is what we yeah. got. And just to be clear, you're saying Tua was playing like a third string quarterback after his concussion because he didn't come out of the game. Oh, that's a good point. So my apologies on that. But no, what I meant was no. What I I made a mistake, but. Yeah, he was playing like a third string. That's very well said, actually. Um, so, I mean, where's the impressiveness? Before that, they got crushed by Philadelphia. Remember that Sunday night mm-hmm. game? They got crushed by Tennessee. I mean, where's the, I don't get it. Well, beating Minnesota by twenty four, and, and I mean that's that's impressive. In the past it, it, in this, in this it's four one game, this four game win streak, they are number one in DVOA overall DVOA. <laughs> okay, but I mean, I don't. It's I, been a good run. Home versus road to me is huge. Let's ask you this. If the Giants started the season with this, you where would you have them power ranked? Meaning if you they started with beating the Bears by some point. Remember, they shouldn't have, you were the one preaching they shouldn't have covered against the Bears. I did. Remember? Yeah. And then the Rams, with with the Rams being what they are now, mm-hmm. right? And then they barely beat Miami with a concussed quarterback in the fourth quarter, throwing three interceptions. And then they beat an average team handily. You'd have them like maybe fourteenth or fifteenth, right? Yeah, yeah, a little okay. bit above, maybe maybe it's slightly above average. Where's yeah. Detroit at now? Detroit's average. Well, I don't believe. I don't think that's the case. It's, it's that homework. Carolina game was really bad. It's one game. Yeah, Every it's a other big game. game, fucker. Well, you, I mean, listen. If, if, so Meet what the we're saying here? Oh, well, yeah. What we're saying, fucker. Yeah, we got it. What you're saying here is that it's it's one Green Bay game that matters. Mm-hmm. And it's one bad Detroit game that matters. So Detroit has to be good every game. Green Bay just has to be good one game. Yes. <laughs> Throw up a Detroit two, or not two, but in addition, or hey, I'm, I'm, you know, part of I'm just I'm, I know we're talking about power rings. You probably are are right that you could make the case that they're equal teams right now. If you 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 certainly could make that. Yeah, but I I think I mean I, let's look at Detroit here now. They beat the Giants, who, let's be candid, that's turned out to be a pretty good team. I mean, you know, they, they're better than we thought, I, handedly, right? Mm-hmm. They almost beat the Bills. Let's be Impressive. candid. They could, And then they crush Jacksonville, the only game Jacksonville's lost in like six, mm-hmm. right? And then they crushed Minnesota. This, oh, wait, that, that's a big win, apparently. Then they beat the Jets, Right in New York, and who the wise guys were betting the Jets all the way up to Jets minus two and a half. Then they have a disaster, and then they crush. It was like the third best performance of the season against Chicago. This is this looks like a Super Bowl team from that that yeah. run. There looks like a Super Bowl team, right or wrong? Well, they look a lot. They look a lot actually comparable. Green Bay and Detroit no, look no, comparable. They to don't. Us Green they Bay didn't don't. lose by 180 points at Carolina like Detroit did. They look, Green Bay looks better the last four to me than Detroit. Slightly better because they don't have that what ugly about the scar. Last six or seven games. Why do we just go back four? Because it's convenient for Rodgers? Oh, I thought you said like the last month. I'm no, sorry. No, no, no. I'm saying let's like just looking at the recent performance. Over the last seven, I agree. Yes. So isn't that more important? Yes. It, so, yeah. I mean, to me, I think the only thing here is the weather. That, that makes you think Green Bay. Maybe the 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 pressure is the better. soft dome team yeah. and the elements. I mean that's 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 real. That's golf, a very golf real. Golf is thing. not good in the weather, and also there's questionable motivation. I think they'll be motivated if Seattle wins, but who knows? So make Green Bay three and a half. Yeah, I you know I, what I'm saying is I do think Detroit's a lot better than people think, and if they somehow get in, but I'm, Detroit might be distracted and sad after Seattle wins. 
Perhaps, but you're the one saying that wouldn't be worth more than a point. Yeah, because I think they're because they're going to be pre- preparing it like we're ready to go. It's not. I mean, they're. Well, we've done a proxy fight for you, AJ. <laughs> Continue though. I mean, essentially, that's about all I've got. Is it, so? Do you have any thoughts on? Do you have any thoughts on what we said? Yeah, I think Detroit is very good. I think Detroit, though, the the numbers when they're away from their home field yes. are jarring. Like the points per game almost being cut in half is. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's. The 33.1 points per game at home, 19.3 on the oh, I agree, but that Jets win, and again, maybe that's swaying me a little bit. I was impressed with that win. The, yeah. Impressed with the defense, but then Wilson was quarterbacking. The offense wasn't very good. The, yeah, I agree. The mar- and, and, you know, they lost – I'm horrible with names. The, the rookie of the year potential, the Jets – uh, Hall, Brees Hall, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. is really they never recovered from that. I agree no, with that. No running game after the yeah. left. All right, next one. We got a prop bet on this though. Oh, if we can find it, okay, because he's not exactly a, a household name oh, player. Dear. Wide receiver Khalif Raymond will get a hundred and twenty-five k with two more catches. He Ooh. he's a guy that gets about three catches per game. Does he play for Detroit or yes, Green Bay? Detroit. Yeah, that's Detroit. What I thought. He gets about three catches per game. If you see a prop bet, it's up one and a half receptions. It's an automatic over. Two okay. and a half, it's probably still going to get the it. The rain but, man over. Yeah. So, Mackenzie, can you tell us what his, he was recently? Okay. By the way, we got a little thing here. Jared Goff and uh, in sub-freezing temperature in the playoffs with the... Rams. Rams in 2020 in Green Bay. You want to say that this looks like English is a third language. What, you want to say what you mean? Yeah, so a lot of conversation, and I remember having this handicap that Jared Goff can't play in the playoffs much in the cold, much like uh, Derek Carr. Well, they lost, and they didn't cover. They lost 18-32 to 32 to the Packers in, like, five-degree weather. But Jared Goff had his best playoff game by far, you know, 80 QBR. So it's one game. Well, 79 QBR, right? Yeah. So one game. Right. Okay. So what's what about the other games? Just an anecdote. I will grab the other game. I, I, I think the relevancy is that this game is in Green Bay. And nah. it's going to be freezing. Well, but yeah. so it's well, the I'm same venue. It's, it's the same venue. So if there was one if there was one sub-freezing game that Jared Goff played, and probably the most significant one would be in Lambeau. That's fine. And if somehow we and only the, could pick one to know the, and the result a, of, yeah. I would a playoff this game, one. And it's a playoff game, and this right. is a potential playoff so game. So maybe we wait that 30% more than the others. It was impressive. Now, could could we get the other information? Yes, Cleef Raymond. Um, no, no, I was no, saying, the other games yeah, and the stuff. The other golf stuff first. Oh, one sec. Because the thing is, he presented the argument. Hold on, he presented the argument as saying. Well, you know, there's been a narrative about Jared Goff in uh, cold weather, but there was one game in 2020 he played well in cold weather. It's almost like saying wrote up a long handicap about how the Rams weren't going to. I'm sure there's something involved with you personally that's making you this passionate. I have no doubt. It's like saying Hacksaw Jim Duggan never won anything as far as titles, and then someone said, but in the 1987 King of the Ring, he he defeated the one man gang and got the title. Him and Flair had a good little run. Oh, <laughs> I think now maybe not. Hacksaw's the guy who got uh he got arrested with Ric Flair or not with Rick yeah with Rick uh Ric Flair, no the Iron Sheik for they had drugs. You think you know the Iron Sheik? Yeah, it was. It was Hacksaw and the Iron Sheik got arrested with drugs, and they weren't supposed to be together because they were having like a feud. Well, I mean it's USA again. Yeah, it pissed uh, everybody you know, off. You got to take you got to take on Andre the Giant one on one. I do drugs too. <laughs> You got right. a two by four. You, I mean, you make the most of it. All right. So, uh, Mackenzie, you got anything? No, I'm grabbing that temperature set. All right. Cool. Now, how do you adjust, or is there an adjustment? Like, if once we see the Seahawks result, 
Oh, does money come in now on the lines? Money come in on the Packers? How do you? It, what would you do during the the Rams Seahawks game to bet on Lions Packers? I would move the line three quarters of a point if I was the bookmaker. It, if if I knew for certain yeah. that Seattle was going to win, would they take the game down? Possibly. Yeah. Unclear. Okay, so just to be clear, clear, what if? Detroit is eliminated. What's the line, in your opinion? Not what you think the market's going to be, what you think it should be. And if they are uh, competitive or if they have a chance to win and, and they're in, what would you make the line? I think it should be either three and a half or – but I'm sorry, like 3.8 or 4.8. So you're saying 3.8 or 4.8 in those two scenarios? Yeah, it's like a point different. Okay. Anything yet, Mackenzie? No. You, you might just want to – yeah, I would go to yeah, Stathead. Okay, um, what are you, what are you struggling with? Well, I, I have the games here, um, uh-huh. I do, but they do it from a team perspective. So in well, uh, but you know what teams? Uh, yeah. So during Jared Goff's time with the Rams, they were two and one when the temperature was below thirty two degrees. Two and one straight up. Yes. But the Rams went to the Super Bowl. They're a good team. Well, what's their ATS record? By the way, this this, this line is four and a half everywhere. Uh-huh. This is like a major uh, stance making this five and a half. Well, major. that's a dead number. They it's... were 0-3 ATS. Good point. All right, so 0-3 ATS with the – all right. Um, but what about that one game against the Packers? They lost, they lost the by spread. 14. Yeah. Oh. They lost 18 to 32. I thought they and did really well. He had a good QBR. Oh. 80 QBR. Okay, 79. There you go. Doesn't play defense. <laughs> well, when you say there you go, you mean you're correct. Yes, and I was incorrect also. That should be mentioned. Well, no, that's implied. <laughs> 18 to 32. <laughs> I like so, uh, that. Yeah, at like, least he did yeah. that. <laughs> all, right, now, all right, so we're going to get that one prop number here in a second if Mackenzie can recover. AJ. Let's see where we go next. Let's go to Fezzik's two weight. And RJ has a uh, an agreement on this, his one weight. It's the Denver Broncos. Go ahead, Fez. Yeah, so this is about the fact that it's likely the Chargers are going to have no motivation. All right? So it all comes down to the Baltimore-Cincinnati game. They play in the morning. If Baltimore wins, uh-oh, then um, – I'm sorry, if Baltimore loses, the Chargers clinch the number five seed. Can't so go up, can't go down. Can't go up, can't go down. So Baltimore's 70% likely to lose that game. And so once that happens, the Chargers, um, my guys are telling me that they're going to play Chase Daniel at quarterback. If you play Chase Daniel, RJ and I spoke about, you're, you're probably going to rest some other starters like your running back Eckler. Your receivers who have been hurt all year. Exactly. The Chargers are a very top-heavy type team. They've got stars. They're like the Rams. They're going to suck without these guys. So a global point spread adjustment when you're resting all your stars is 10. That's like kind of the standard. I'm going to make the case. You're assuming an average quarterback. Average you rest team. him and the rest of, but you can only rest so many, 10 points. Your lineman going to have to play 10 points. So I will make the case but alone with quarterback. I'm going to have to do a six-point adjustment, Herbert versus Chase Daniel. By the time I get done with all these other, these other adjustments, we're probably looking at a 12-point adjustment. So the Chargers, what should they be? Full strength against Denver? They should be laying four. But you flip it around, and the likely scenario happens, Denver should be laying eight. So if I take a weighted average, let's say it's even only two thirds likely that based upon the line in uh, Baltimore, Cincinnati, Cincinnati then I, then I weighted average means that Denver should be laying four, but they're not laying four. They're laying less than three. There's value with Denver. This is obviously super correlated with Cincinnati, right? I mean, yes. If, and this is, so and some books have allowed you to play this. So you play Cincinnati on the money line, all right, minus three twenty five, 
and then you parlay that to Denver, and it's fine to play Denver either minus two and a half or Denver minus 140 on the money line. Either one's good for the second leg, but you have to play the money line with the Bengals on the first leg. The Bengals have to win. Because this is one of those if-then. If the Bengals win, then that is the first leg of the parlay. Now you have a second bet. If the Bengals don't win, you don't even have the second bet effectively. You've already lost the parlay. But that second bet looks extra juicy at two and a half or with the current money line if the Bengals win because there's no motivation for the Chargers. And if the Bengals don't win, then you're – Exactly. Your Broncos' favorite ticket is in the trash anyway, probably. Now, I would never, exactly te- I would never tease a minus two and a half, but I'm okay with doing it here. You can tease the Bengals. What? Focus. You can tease the <laughs> Bengals to Denver. Why? Because I'm teasing the Bengals. That's good. You know, down to minus one from minus seven. Um, mm-hmm. And then I'm teasing. What am I doing? I'm teasing Denver from minus two and a half to plus three and a half. It's perfectly okay to tease a team to plus three and a half when they're going to be laying six and a half when the game kicks off. No, but would if that was your only choice, yes. But is that more attractive? Why would you do that instead of the parlay? Um, because it's comparable. The, par- the really? parlay's the parlay's why the parlay's better. But this is one where they might restrict the parlay and not take it. But the teaser looks so square that they could oh, you could get away that, with now it. That is a good point. Um, can you back a napkin and maybe tweet it out? Uh, like what you think the edge is on both of them? Yeah, I'll do the count. I'm interested to see. All right. yep. So at Fezzik Sports, F-E-Z-Z-I-K, Fezzik Sports on Twitter. And uh, you'll put that out, you know, Thursday or Friday. So, I'll get it tomorrow. Thursday, I'll, yeah. get, yeah, I'll get it. I'll get it. Yeah. So, so the question is, which is better? Do I play Cincinnati minus 325 with Denver minus two and a half? Mm-hmm. Or do I play Cincinnati and a What's teaser? What's the total on that Denver game? I'm glad you asked that. Where is the Denver game? It is 40 and a half. So Raymond Raymond didn't have any uh, prop number on him last game. Mackenzie got. Mackenzie, can you pop up Denver for me, please? So yep. what's interesting here is, by the way, on Denver, 12 games, the first 12 games this season, they were never above plus two points on offense when it comes to what they were expected to score. So their team total, let's say, they never exceeded it. By more than two points in the first 12 games. They've exceeded it in three of the last four. So if you look at this now, mm. it's the middle column there, or the middle uh, uh, module. See all the red. This is how what their offense expected. Minus, 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 minus. And then last three, four games, they've exceeded it. So there's certainly been somewhat of a turnaround with Denver's offense. Yes. But I'm inclined to bet the money line if I do that. So yeah, so I'll compare that with Cincinnati on the teaser minus one, and Denver plus three and a half. So I can tell you right now, the the money line minus three twenty five Cincy with Denver uh, minus two and it's going to be better. I can I can just eyeball it and tell mm-hmm. you because because well we knew that. But the question yeah. is, is how it, much worse is it still a great? What's the ROI on the on the teaser? Just because some people will be prevented from doing the correlation, but the teaser won't be a problem. Is exactly. it worth betting? Is and I'm going to say it is because I'm going to say right now, Denver's going to close like minus six. If, if it's that. But you're yeah. going to do the math, though, right? I will. I will. Right. I'm going to have to make an underlying assumption what Denver will close yeah, given yeah. Cincinnati. Well, that's the whole premise yeah. of the bet, right? Exactly. Got some Charger player props. All right, hit it. And there's one. Actually, I like, real, I like both. The first one is wide receiver DeAndre Carter, who is the third option behind Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. He needs two more catches to make $250,000. Now, especially if 
both Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are sitting out. I love this because I, I, I see no get, reason yeah. for them to play. If, if Herbert's not playing, you're not playing Mike Williams and, and Keenan Allen. It doesn't and, make and sense. And if that's the case, we like DeAndre Carter over receptions. 250 grand with two more catches. Will they even put it up, though? Because of the uncertainty of the Chargers? I don't, I don't know. I don't think Carter's see. props have been up yeah. almost all year. Yeah. No, so. but because of the circumstances of this game, if oh, I was a yeah. point maker. The other one is. I wouldn't that, that, that assumes them thinking it through, which. That's right. Yeah. That's the other point. one is we tight end. You can't always give them yeah. the benefit of the doubt or not always. you gotta, you got to be consistent. Well, but but I think one of the things we say. Sorry to interrupt. Is one of the things we say is with the props, they. And this is a key point. It's not that they don't care. It would be more expensive to have people on staff to know all this stuff than to have a few bets at modest limits shape up the line. That's what I'm saying. You normally say that with these props, they just put them out like robots. It's like, what's the computer say it should be? Yeah, this is what it is. And you agree with that, right? Yeah, and oftentimes guys are are doing cross-sport work, so it'd be like, why didn't we get the know that all the players were blind in in that NHL outdoor game? Oh, he's too busy pricing DeAndre Carter. But you're saying, Fez, that (laughs) because of like the the stipulations around this game or the uh, the circumstances they may not this week that that they'd be extra cautious because they don't even know if Herbert's going to play and that's yeah. going to impact okay. all the wide receivers. So the other one is Chargers tight end Gerald Everett can make 250k if he gets five more catches. So you got to look at his reception props. He's had six five catch games this season. So Denver also allows tight ends 5.9 catches per game, but okay. they might sit Everett. So. I don't think the tight end would sit. I don't think Gerald. Like with a fifty-three man roster, you can only sit so many yeah. guys. But you're not going to sit someone, especially if he's got a bonus. Yeah. Right? You're gonna... And if Herbert doesn't play, well, who's a backup quarterback's best friend? Tight ends. Okay. By the way, Carter not posted last week. He had uh, he had two weeks ago an over under of ten and a half receiving yards. Not yards. We want receptions for yeah, Carter. So, but but yeah. it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. But if it's announced that. Uh, if it's announced that Williams and Allen aren't playing, they're going to put up Carter props. But yeah. then he's going to be like 38. No, not we're talking about his reception, yeah, yeah, not but, his yards. But yeah, but he'll be like four. Are going to yeah. be correlated. The right. av- yeah. Okay. So, and the McKenzie, good work on Carter. It was he, not posted two weeks ago, but Gerald Everett, the tight end, not posted last week, but two weeks ago was 30 and a half on Monday Night Football. On yards. Yes, and uh, three and a half uh, juice to the under on reception. So we would take the over three and a half if it's posted that way again. Yes. And how many does he need? Five. Okay. And he's had six five catch games this year. Mm-hmm. So not not out of the ordinary for him. It's going to be them working at it. But here's the thing: if the Chargers aren't, if this game doesn't matter. So if the game doesn't matter, we got a backup quarterback. But they have no reason not to feed this guy. Yeah, give him yeah. five catches. I know. In many ways, I like him. Then I like him better the if the yeah. game doesn't matter. <laughs> if the game now, does matter, that's, our, that's our, our goal is to get Everett his bonus. Yeah. yeah. Then he sits the second half. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna, if unless someone disagrees, I'm gonna validate that one. Mm. All right, Mackenzie, track it. So that's two of them we're validating. All right. All right. Good job, Scott. What's next? Uh, are you done on Broncos? Yes. Oh, well, I, I haven't said anything about it. Um, I, I mean, I guess I have, but um, let me think about this a second. If I got anything else I really care about. We talked about Denver's offense turning around a little bit. <sighs> Chargers are below average. <laughs> it's so hot right now. I mean, wh- where you got the Chargers in your power rankings, AJ? Top 10. Top 10? Yeah. In yeah, the, that's you're, It's a mystery? I mean, I don't, I don't keep, I don't keep a running list like Fez. We're eighth. You got him eighth. Yeah. Who's ninth? Green Bay. Really? Pittsburgh's I mean, tenth. Wow. Sounds feels right, doesn't? No. I think 
I mean, it feels right that the Chargers are better I mean, than Pittsburgh's Green Bay. Pittsburgh's like Pittsburgh. 18th. I'll be honest with you. I, I think they've got – I mean, they've won a lot of close games. Well, let me read the 12th. Like, New yeah. Orleans is 12th. Cleveland, Detroit. You're, you're high in Detroit. Yeah, well, I think Detroit against Pittsburgh on a neutral. Is, you got Pittsburgh favored? Is, yes. Is it outside or inside? <laughs> um, I don't care. Uh, New England, <laughs> Giants, Seattle. New England. First of all, you. I mean, New England, you're just down. Why are you so down on them? Every oh, they stink. The world, well, we got our composite number. Where's New England at there? New England is at plus 1.6. So what was the ranking? The ranking is... Seventh. Yeah. Yeah, you're way higher it's than that. really high. Yeah. But, but where's they at in Kevin Cole's? Kevin Cole has them... Eleventh. Yeah, point yeah, nine. So I'm... I'm, I'm I'm low on New England. Chargers, Patriots on a neutral. Who would you like? Chargers, pay. Oh, I like the Chargers. Um, pa- Patriots. Uh, I mean, I guess if everything. Well, wait a minute. Is Staley coaching? He's still coaching. I don't know. Well, they they played this year, didn't they? Uh, was yeah. there some Was there some reason that I, they lost? <laughs> I'm sure there was. I'm something. not making excuses. Think about how we'd be crucifying Staley if he didn't make all these like big. Um, gambles. He hasn't, they really, successful. he hasn't really done that. He went for it on on uh, for a two point conversion to What's win the, a game at the end game on New England. That's going for it. No, they haven't played this year. The last one, I think. New 11th. England, yeah, eleventh. Same thing as Cole, but they have one point six, and ours is at one point six. So our number is actually so. With so them. our numbers, the Neflo and Kevin Cole and Football Outsiders be the last one. Where they got them at? Thirteenth point seven. So you're you're the you're the, I'm the out, low man. The low man. You think you might be off? No, they stink. Yeah, forget all. Forget the collective IQ. That's over right. There. I, I, I the phony win against Miami. And then with our our turn, non turnover line of scrimmage GPA, New England is tenth. Yeah, they stink. There, like all of them is between eight and eleven, but you've got them what? Fifteenth. Uh huh. All right. Anything. But but then I I I've got them half point out of eleventh. So. I tell you this, honest to God, I would pay a thousand dollars to play, have Pittsburgh and Detroit play on a neutral just to bet it. <laughs> I mean, I swear mm-hmm. to God, I, I think that line should be three and a half. I like AJ's comment. Where's the game? Okay, it's called a neutral. If the game's in it, Siberia, I like Pittsburgh. Is the game in, indoors or outdoors? Is what I would want. If know. it's in the Superdome, I like I like the you, other guys. You guys do realize you're making like the uh, the statistics. What eighth grade statistics error, which is sample size. You can't look at five games and say, oh my God, that's so indicative. I mean, yeah, you're right. Having those numbers gives it a better chance of being true than if there were no numbers. But Fez, you're, you're good at this. What do you think the odds are Detroit has more than an average bias against, let's say, a dome team, which typically has a little more reliance on their home field? Mm-hmm. Do you think Detroit has much more than that? The odds are not great that that's they both have big home field advantage because Pittsburgh is a mutter team. No, so no, forget good Pittsburgh the, for a minute. Yeah, you, but when you look at one, I mean, remember the cow. There's teams like you really think Arizona's better on the road? No, I mean they they've been but the I know, day, but, but, but no, of course not. So why would we think Detroit is like so bad on the road? Because historically, Detroit's been in bad weather. They've been really bad on the road year after year. Which is because they're built to be a fast track dome team. That's yeah, I accept that. Which is I'm not sure with that offensive line now. Are they really? Mm. You know, golf might be the limiting factor. But the point I'm saying is, you're not saying bad weather road. You're saying just if they're not in that dome, they're in trouble. 
I just, in general, I think that we react too quickly to that. You know, I always go back to like, which is the better team? I go back to, all right, what's, what's, I know there's going to be the draft and the sour cap and all that. But what's set over unders for these teams next year? And it sure seems like, like right off the bat, if you said, what's an over under for Detroit and for Pittsburgh, eight and a half for both teams would be like the first number that pops into my head. Wow. So Pittsburgh has got, because remember, Pittsburgh's over under this year was what? Seven, seven yeah. and a half, right? Yeah, but they, I don't know if you know, Tomlin's never had a losing. I know. But, <laughs> but do you, I mean, you were on the under with yeah, them. Yeah. So do you think they've improved that? Like, what's, I mean, Pickett's a little better than we expected, right? Yes. What oh, else? no, he's much better than expected. You think? I think so. All right. But I mean, but again, so, so, how much is he an upgrade to Trubisky? Because a lot of people yeah. were saying they think Trubisky's just as good. Half a point. Yeah. All right. What's next? Uh, my two weight, the Las Vegas Raiders plus nine and a half hosting the Chiefs. Oh, sp- speaking of one game, Stidham. Stidham one game. Now, you were talking about one game with Dobbs. Yep. Go ahead. Uh, oh, it's hotter. This is more about, to me, this is more about the Chiefs. Like, uh, the Chiefs seem immune to all the criticism that other teams get. The Eagles win some close games. Like, oh, they're, they're starting to show cracks. Bills win close games, starting to show cracks. Dallas wins close games. The worst defense in the league. Yeah, the Chiefs, all they do is win close games. Everybody's like, oh, man, they're just rolling along, rolling right along. They failed to cover six of the last seven games, including four consecutive road games. Could have easily lost at the Chargers, the Texans, the Broncos. And think about what we saw last week. Chiefs allowed the second highest scoring game for the Broncos all season. The highest was, again, the Chiefs three weeks before that. So the two highest scoring games the Broncos have had all year. Broncos were can't score the unless they play the Chiefs. That's it. And then the Raiders put the second highest number up of anybody all season against the San Francisco 49ers with a backup quarterback. The Chiefs defense has given up 25 points per game to the Broncos and the Texans, the two lowest scoring like the, the teams. Cherry picking of cherry picking. It's a lot of I mean, it's the, it's the last. It's what they really? played the last hey. three, the last four yeah, games. Come on, when you, win, when you win a game in the NFL, it's hard to be too critical. Then we yeah, can't talk they, about spreads. Yeah, then. but like, they got to win by. They got to say expectation is the spread. Okay. No, I hold on a second. I'm not saying that that if you lose the spread that you've exceeded expectation, what I'm saying is the goal in the NFL is to win the game. Kansas City seems to win more games but not cover. If you statistically said, would you bet on the money line against Kansas City? God, no. All they do is win. <laughs> yeah. So I, mean, I agree with that. Is, they do seem like they have the ability. And, and what we're just popping up here, is this, this, this is what, the last few seasons? Oh, this is just 2020. No, I, I, 2020? Two. Mean, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you go to the database and and not our super sheet and just search do that criteria. All right. So what I got him looking up is when Kansas City is not favored by more than four. Mm-hmm. So it's a competitive game. Let's take a gander. But go ahead. Oh, and I was, well, the number that I have is Kansas City when Mahomes is favored by more than seven points. They are thirty eight percent ATS. Now, are you not are are you not concerned about the fact that all year long Kansas City has had some nebulous um, motivation in terms of, yeah, even if we after they lost to Buffalo, they're like, you know, we need Buffalo to slip up to get the home field, and all of a sudden now it looks like, are they going to get a shot of adrenaline that the NFL says? Because they're going to have to announce within the next four, next 36 hours. If they say that Kansas City-Cincinnati game has been canceled and it's not going to be made up and Kansas City knows they win this game, they get a home field advantage, is that not going to provide the well-needed motivation this team's been lacking all year long? Well, I mean, 
they they've been in fights to where they could have lost games, and if they if they lose to the Texans or they lose to the Broncos, so they're what? not going to be the one seed. Yeah, but they didn't think they're going to be the one seed anyways. They why the Bills gonna... had the Bills had to play the Bengals at what at Cincinnati? That's that was a, a one point okay. game. All right, all right. So this surprises me when the Chiefs are not favored by more than four, so they're either a dog or a small favorite. I think they'd be good. Yeah, yes. they're 16 and 17 during but, the Mahomes. But they're yeah, horrible. That's, when that's it's including 0-3 in games that uh, end of the season games. But now do okay. do it when, oh. they, when they're a high favorite. They're they're not good at all. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it, so do just, that line. Do no do no line criteria. I just want to see how bad they are in general here. And 18 was Mahomes' first year or 19? 18 was. Okay, 18, 19, 20. His first year as a starter. Okay, this is his fifth year. Okay, as a starter. Is his sixth year in the league? Okay. Yeah, they have. They're terrible as big favorites. No, no, yeah. I'm just looking overall, and then, but um, I tell you this: if if we and not that it kind of, they got to cover some point, right? Which they haven't been. So they're 45, 45, and two in the Mahomes era, and but he missed some of those. Now that's that's kind of shocking yeah. that it's that poor. Because think about that: if you told me, all right, you got the clear cut best quarterback that ever. <laughs> Pretty much, but and he's the only line, the line is just no. They're, they're... I, no, 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 you're giving me that sour face again. No, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm saying the line is just. You don't believe they caught up to Mahomes after the first year? If you would have told me that I've got the the clear cut very best quarterback in the world, mm-hmm. am I going to bet he, that he has an above 500 record? I would I would have bet a fortune on it. Yes, I would but have expected because doesn't that go against wanting to play bad teams? And you would have cashed that because when he plays, he does have above 500, but not not by much. Chiefs are. One and eleven ATS in their last twelve games against AFC teams. So, for, in general, Fez, if if a guy comes up and goes, Mister Fezzik, I got some ideas on how to win. I think I'm going to bet the best quarterback I see each week. <laughs> what would you say? I would say if I if you told me, I, in fact, I'll make this bet right now. Okay. okay, whoever the quarterback is that has the highest QBR over the next three years. Yeah, you, you understand? There's something different here. You want to make? We're saying coming in, it was perceived that Mahomes. It wasn't a guy emerged as the best. If we bet Josh Allen his third year, he's there you good. go. Exactly, and I, I agree with this. That 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 in 2022 and 2023, I agree that the point spread tax Mahomes was already being valued as the best he quarterback won the in the MVP league. His second, his first year playing. Yeah, that's a good point. But so, that, but that very first you year, had him, you he had, must have had a great against the spread record that first remember, year. Remember, that's the that's the year he bent his knee back and he missed yeah, yeah. three but, games. But but he certainly exceeded expectations well, even just, since let's then. Let's look at nineteen, McKenzie. If you look at his over under, or eighteen, I guess, right? Whatever his first year when he played. So that was, I don't know. Because RJ, if you looked at his against the his over under for you like passing yards, touchdown yards, etc., I'd be confident that he's going over each and every year. He's, he's exceeding his Mahomes expectations each year. Yeah, but also we know they seem to pull the they they seem to pull back their effort in these games. And it's, some people speculate it's they call it the good plays. Is Andy Reid so yes. good? Because I'll tell you this: what's the most impressive game of the year? If we had to say who played the most impressive game of the year, wouldn't Kansas City at San Francisco be one of the like nominees? Yes. I mean, that was crazy. I mean, now that we think— it's like San- winning at Alabama. I mean, we think like San Fran is one of the top three, four teams, Of course, right? yes. And they went—it wasn't a game. No. And, I mean, that can happen, but the, to tear that defense up. Mm-hmm. I mean, so what was the record his first year playing? 9-7-2 and two ATS. Yeah. So I'm confused. We said four or greater or less, I guess you'd call it. He's break a little worse than break even. He's bad. Yeah. Four or more, or in all games, he's break even. So, so, so uh, above four, you're right. And below 
seven and a half, nine, yeah, whatever yeah. Scott mentioned. But what I'm saying is above above four, but below. Let's see what that line is because because they must kill it there. So I got a question about Mahomes and this game script. He needs 430 yards to break Peyton Manning's single season passing record. Does Andy Reid have him aired out? No, but I think at the end of the game, if, like is he just throwing bombs up. down the field? No, they got to win this game for the number one seed. But if is they're it? up, if, in other words, if they're up seventeen, they're going to they, it, it's in the bag. And I, I think more they got to keep Mahomes healthy. I was going to say, wouldn't you rather get sit him down and make sure he's healthy? And the, the ball playoffs? off to Pacheco and and, and take the, the number one. I think if in that game the, uh, against San Francisco, I don't know. He had four hundred and twenty three passing yards in that game against San Francisco. Yeah. No, I, I actually they kept the foot on the pedal in the fourth quarter. I disagree with that. I actually, again, my opinion, but I think that they keep throwing because they want to give him that record. Andy Reid loves these kind of, you know, he likes post- posterity, and also they get it to buy if they win. Yeah. So it's not like he needs to rest. You know, if ever there was a game though that I'd play Mahomes rush yards under, this is it because he needs the passing yards for the record. And we, the last thing we want to do is get a high leverage game. This is the most important game of the year so far, right? By definition, no, the, the, the whole goal of the whole year is encapsulated in this game. Well, it turns out it is, but the Buffalo game was the most important. Yeah, but game. what I'm saying is, as of right yeah. now, this yes. game. So I want to say he's going to be low. Yeah, leverage. you're right. You're right because if it, because if it's tied in the fourth quarter, I'm effed beyond belief because you, now he's going to run. What do you think about over for the game? Because if he, if we do think he throws late, mm-hmm. if they're winning, they're going to score into the forties. And it's fifty. Be- it's fifty three. Oh, okay. Well, st- well that's <laughs> so, a lot of belief in Stidham, isn't it? I mean, I got yeah, rookie. I got a rookie quarterback with the fifty three total. A twenty six year old. Not not with Scott's money. Can't we just play Mahomes over passing yards? I hate that. Just just because it's like it's what the the guy told Feds about is is uh, trend. That's his second idea, I think. But it hits. You could Sometimes. you could play it midweek. It's going to go higher. You know, it's a standalone. Oh, oh, there's it's, the, it's the old standalone game I, on Saturday. You know what? Are, what are they going to do? Like the public's going to come in and bet Mahomes under. But I think what you said a lot of faith in Stidham. It's also a lot of pessimism about what the Chiefs' defense has done lately. So is this all a Bills take? No. Oh, back to the old friend, the Buffalo. Uh, never, I won't say anything. everything I say is about the Herbert or the Bills. It's like I'm talking about the Kansas City Chiefs. But who's the main competition for the Bills? There, there is no competition anymore. The criticism that the hmm? Chiefs are not getting. There is I, no, there is I, no. I, uh, AKA, Bills are better than the Chiefs. That's what, that's the point, right? <laughs> the Bills are if better. That's than what the, you guys. If that's what you guys take from it, that's fine. The Bills are better than the Chiefs in the regular season. We'll see what happens so, in the playoffs. So let me ask when you LeBron a question. plays. Do you do you think? And again, we're talking betting here. But do you think the situation with Hamlin and that that um, emotional, you know, all the things wrapped up in it, does that hurt? Obviously, not potentially not being the number one seed hurts the Bills. Um, do you think the, the 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 distraction is a big deal for the playoffs? Absolutely. So you I think agree. It, I and agree I think the that. loss of, I mean. He's a good player. He's like a uh, he's one of he's been one of the better pieces in that secondary. Like this is a it's a big deal. So is this a situation that we can't count it? Like, how, will you not be disappointed? Like, oh how, no, I'll be disappointed. How much would you down? Like, do you who would you take right now? If I said you can have any team in the league, if they win the Super Bowl, you win ten thousand dollars. The Chiefs. Okay. Yeah, because they're going to be. The and then the next one. the next team I take is the 49ers and then the Bills. So the 49ers with a third string quarterback. Yeah. Over the Bills because they lost their was he the third safety not not just because but I'm saying path. because of the path I, I'm saying because it, it's 
I'm not saying he's not a big piece. He is a big piece, but I'm saying the bigger piece is the like the emotion and the drain but that's happened on this team. Chan- he he hasn't passed away. No, and, and odds are he won't. Yeah, I agree. So like, that's interesting. So you think in a couple weeks, if he if he let's say is on the road to recovery, do you think the Bills are still distracted? No. Yes. I, I do. Oh, I, I think I think it carries and 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 further, you know, go, we're, yeah, well, you and then we'll go to we're, we're we're missing like like one big factor that no one's talking about. Mm-hmm. Like we're talking about the, the, the you know the, obviously it's it's front and center of the Hamlin situation. No team has gotten hammered with like like, like bad scheduling situations, snowstorms, diversions, road games more than the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. And now we've got a situation where a good portion of the teams staying in Cincinnati for a couple extra days, distracted this week. They had to go to that trip, that extra trip to mm-hmm. Detroit. This the, the stuff stacks up. It's and it's an 18 week season instead of a 17 week season. At some point, this comes home to roost. Meanwhile, they, they Kansas the bye. Mean, meanwhile, Kansas City, la la. You know, we just we don't cover because we don't care. You know, it's like. <laughs> No drama, wrapped. You know, just sailing along. But I also think that losing home field advantage is a a massive, massive deal. I I, yeah, I think I the Bills were all in to to have that bye week and make sure that they got Kansas City at home when it happened. Well, I think even more important is avoiding Cincinnati. I, yeah. In the second, in the second. Now round. this is a really strong point. Do you want to play Jacksonville? You know, that 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 two three. This happens at the NBA playoffs all the yeah. time. Where there's you three mean the good, Chargers because there's Chargers three good. Stop it with the Chargers. There's three good teams. <laughs> And so it's it, when the two collides with the three. That's it, even if you win, then you, you know, have to go play Kansas City, who just played the Chargers at home in theory, and they're waiting for them at home. And that's why the Chargers were the talking. Good, they get to save the good plays. The Chargers were talking so much about having to be the five seed because if you're the six seed, you have to beat, you know, theoretically the Bengals. The, Ch- the Chiefs and the Bills at their houses. <laughs> it's not, almost impossible. You're, Baltimore, you're not going to beat any. Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, by the way, Mahomes, this is interesting. We always hear about Mahomes, how they don't cover. 19 and 15 against the spread when favored by over a touchdown. Hmm. So, a lot of ways to slice his data. Yeah. You said you asked if the Bills will be distracted in a couple of weeks if the news is positive on Hamlin. I, I think no. I think if anything, once the, once they get the positive news, maybe he's released from the hospital. Maybe things are good. I think they it's back to playing football. And if anything, it's a motivational thing. Would you say positive news? Let's say he's never going to play again. I don't think he's ever going to play again. All right. That, but... Do we have any sense of that? No, I just don't think you yeah. you suffer an injury like this and you go back. I, to I, I, McKenzie made a good point I, last night about Chris Bosh, uh-huh. and like Chris Bosh had a, a similar heart, heart issue, and he well, retired. How, how was it a similar? We don't know what this issue is. No, you're right, but there he, was a I'm risk saying, that he could drop down dead playing basketball. Yeah, there, he had a heart issue that had, had, there was a, a substantial risk that he could die playing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he wanted to come back. And Miami was like, "No, you can't play anymore." Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think we should. I, I mean, I don't think it's it's not our job to speculate. I'm not saying we're doing wrong. I'm just saying I don't have any idea, right? But hmm, yeah, I, I, I'm just thinking what the liability would be if he did and then something bad happened. Right, I guess it matters what it is, right? Yeah. I mean, um, some people are saying it might have been the hit itself. It didn't seem like severe, but they, you know, I guess if you get hit, I remember what was that? Ernie Ladd had the heart punch. You you probably remember the the yeah 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 the big cat the big cat, the, the big yeah. cat Ernie Ladd and so he the wrestling yeah feuded with um, Chief Wahoo McDaniel one, uh, one he one, had the heart punch he had the heart punch exactly. and it was a finisher oh okay, finish you yeah oh, man. <laughs> also he had a move I've never seen before where like he would take like in the he ring was a, sometimes he was a professional football yeah player. He, he actually would, wore shoes sometimes in the ring instead of boots yeah and he would take off the shoe and womp people over the head with it. 
This was Fez's childhood. <laughs> I just like the way you sold it like it was the most serious thing ever. Oh, yeah, it'll end you. It'll finish. <laughs> yeah. that, was, that, was, that was a good sell. I like that. By the way, season five of Cobra Kai, they, uh, they, 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 Cobra Kai, they teach the kid the hard punch to, to knock your opponent out. Yeah. To knock you out, of, out of life? Well, the hawk, the hawk could, barely, could not catch his breath at all, so it was teaser alert. Sorry. Uh, I tell you, alert. the show's been out for three years already. No, it's season five. It's still it's it's been out for five. a year. It's been, been out for four weeks. It's not a teaser alert. It's a spoiler <laughs> yeah, alert. Yeah. Take the alert. six and a half on the hawk. And, and four, Your you know, hair it's looks more, funny. It's like seven months it's been out already. <laughs> 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 I, 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 I've been, I only I've been, play Wong teaser alert. I've been busy. Let's bring it back in. Next game. I apologize, RJ. I missed your two weight, the Baltimore Ravens. All right. I hate the Ravens, so you know I'm serious about this pick. Now, here's the thing. I don't see Cincinnati. I've been hearing so much about how devastating the emotional impact of being on the field was. Well, to whatever degree the Bills were hurt or or affected, Cincinnati half as much, meaning it's not your player, but your teammate. I like that, half. You're on the field. Yes. You're going. You're you're going to the hospital. You're Zach Taylor. You went to the hospital there, and you and know. So to me, this line presupposes. What would you say, Fez? That since he is caring, because they care about the two or three. Regard this is going to be the two or three will be up pretty might, much regardless. Right? Might be for the division too. Who if knows? If they decide to reschedule, yeah. we're assuming not. Right. The the, the, the miss game. So. Cincy two versus three, which again is just going to be the second game. I, I don't know who has the tiebreaker. If the game, if the game against Buffalo gets canceled, I don't know if um, Cincy can get to the two because they're a game behind Buffalo, and I don't know. I do they have the if Buffalo loses and Cincy wins, do they get the two? Then they'll both be twelve and four, and Cincy yeah. would get the two. No, okay. Oh, because they both missed the game. Yeah. Okay. And Cincy Thank you. because of in conference. No, they would have the same conference record. That goes oh, that's to the strength, strength schedule. schedule. That's victory. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, but but that requires Buffalo to lose as a seven point favor. Yes. Yes. All right, which we think is very possible. And then, so to me, that's not super clear motivation. Mm-hmm. Now, it's there, but you know, and then we think there's some effect probably from the aftermath of the Hamlin situation. Now, here's the question: If everything was perfect for Cincy. And everything was perfect for Baltimore, but they had the injury situation they have. What would the line be? I make it 10. 10. I got Cincinnati six points better than average team, and I got Baltimore two points worse. Now, I'm higher on Cincy than, than most because, let's face it, Cincy was a two-and-a-half-point home dog to Buffalo. So clearly the market's saying Buffalo's not just better. They're significantly better than the Bengals. Which a lot, I mean, and which was surprising because Wise Guy's been batting Cincy like crazy yeah. before this week. yeah. And that tells I don't know, me, maybe matchups. Who knows? That tells me something about the Bills is if somehow, some way, the, the Bills lose to New England, now everyone's going to be down on them. You give them, then now you give them. They're going to not down, but, but they're going to back. No, I'm oh, saying yeah. if the Bills get beat by New England, okay. everyone's going to say, geez, we're sick of this team. You know, they got troubles. They got, I don't oh, think, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I think coming in the playoffs. Oh, yes, yes. And I think the Bill, I think the wise guys told us they believe, AJ's going to like this, the wise guys believe the Bills are the best team in football. Yes. I mean, I, I don't at think Cincinnati, it's a, yeah. it, there's no way anybody else is going to be laying 2.6 points at the Bengals. And they were laying almost the exact same amount at Kansas City. Yes. So we're saying Kansas City, Cincinnati, and Buffalo, except Buffalo is going to their stadium and almost laying a field goal in each case. Mm-hmm. 
I if they lose the Patriots and they get a little cheap, I think they might be a real good bat in the first round. Though I am concerned about the, the, the fatigue. Yeah. Well, I think the and, fatigue more. Yes. Because that thing with Detroit and that snowstorm. And Although. There's, and there's been two snowstorms. The snowstorm over Christmas was every bit as devastating. There's, like, reports people couldn't get. Like, you say, oh, well, they've got guys to do that. No, they like the snow's six feet deep. You yeah, can't oh, get to practice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Although they didn't play this game last week. Yeah, but the emotions of it was probably sure, than sure, sure. Play. But physical toll on your body, non-existent. I would say the emotional toll is even worse than a physical yeah. toll in this situation. I have a but real... if you're playing in the fourth quarter of this Sunday's game, uh, are you affected because you're you're emotionally, or I are you affected I... because you did, you know you're yeah. physically tired? Personally, <laughs> when I have real real emotional things, you know, someone passes away, whatever, I'm physically drained. Yes. So, I mean, this guy didn't pass. This, uh, Hamlin didn't pass. And crying away. takes a lot out of you. No, well, I mean, I think emotions, I mean, think about it. Our bodies are, I mean, think people, die, I mean, think about You know, the amazing thing is we talk about stuff sometimes and say, oh, it's, you know, be tough, whatever. But, like, how many times is there a husband and wife that's together 50 years? This is a great example. Right? The they husband dies die. or the wife dies and the other yeah. one dies in a week. Yep. yep. It's like, that is like almost crazy in a way or people will like the Franco Harrison was the opposite, but people, people will like wait and wait for something mm-hmm. and then it happens and they die like a week later. Yep. The Cubs finally win the world series. And there was like all these longtime <laughs> suffering Cubs fans that died immediately. Is after. that true? Yeah. I mean, but, but I'm talking more, you know, where the end date yes. is and you're trying yes. to get yeah. like someone's wedding, like someone with cancer, their daughter's getting married. I mean, again, not a pleasant thought, but they, they hold on, they hold on. They yeah. Hold on. My grandmother yep. used to say, I will dance at my granddaughter's wedding. You know, like mm-hmm. she had all these health problems and she did. Yeah, no, oh, you that's hear, awesome. Yeah, you hear, like my aunt, when she was, she had a serious health incident, had to go to the hospital and she did, she died after her daughters flew in to see her. Which that was like, happens all the time. So basically fighting, 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 staying alive, staying alive, finally got to see her daughters and then let go. You, sh- you should know that the Kenny Loggins song, This Is It, many people feel this is like a ro- like about breaking up with a woman. Mm-hmm. It's actually about his father who was ha- had a heart attack, and he goes, this is it! And like, like you got to have something to live for. you got to like— like. I be- thought he was saying, finally, we're getting the inheritance. No. Oh. This is it. <laughs> Stand up and fight. <laughs> He has flipped out, everyone. Yeah. The Hamlin situation. Is... <laughs> all right. Um, I don't even know. Oh, I guess my point is I think we all agree emotions can affect you physically. Yes. 100%. The point of death. Yes. Uh, and it, I tell you, the thing that you don't hear as much about this, I think this is a player empowerment thing. Not in a not in a way of like trying to make money, obviously, but like saying like we're like like we don't have to go like it, it's not a meat market. Yeah, we, we talked about this yeah. on Sovam. Can't force right. us to play this. Right. Is, yeah, yeah, like they, we're we're more than just pieces on your chessboard. We're actual yeah. humans, and I, I I think that's I think that's a big part of it. And that's why I actually think the league wants to try to be punitive against the Bills without, and even Cincy without making it obvious. Mm. Is my guess. And the way you do that is just don't you don't play the game. I, I got a feeling, and and here's what's fascinating. And I know this is, I'm not saying I know the answer. I'm not saying I know the answer. If it was known at the time that the Bills and the Bengals would not get their game check, because I'm assuming the way this is going to go, all the money goes into the league pot, right? So whatever refunds, since he, however it goes with refunds, TV, they're going to have to do makeups with 
ESPN. You mm-hmm. can't just not have a game, right? In theory. Although ESPN probably got better ratings that night than. Yeah, but still, they the weren't... biggest Monday Night Football audience. Twenty-four million people tuned in. Yeah, I, I still. I mean, for how long? At what point? Right. And, and they got all their commercials in. Think, think about it. there's there's non sports <laughs> fans that were turning in because it became and not a sports oh, story. We, it became a, a news story. Are we trying to say that this hasn't cost the NFL a lot of money? I would make the case it's going to make them. No, no, I, I don't know about your fantasy in the future. I'm saying right now uh, this I, year's revenue is going to be down because of this. I don't know. Yeah, the Bengals. Lo- the Bengals it? revenue for for losing one game is huge. Yeah, I mean, it's so how they lost even four hours of concessions and but everything like that. I w- I will bet that the next Buffalo game will be just off the charts in terms of the um, the audience of but it. But we're talking about we're talking about not. We're talking about tangible money now versus even high ratings is only for the next contract, Mm -hmm. right? But there's got to be something, whatever might have happened to ESPN, there's something in the contract that says if our games are not delivered, we get This month you're making making substantially less, I agree. Or this year, I'd make the case. But if that – here's the thing. If that is absorbed by all 32 teams equally, okay – but what happens if they say, okay, Bengals, you didn't want to play? One seventeenth, you get 17 game checks, you're not getting that game check. Right? You didn't play the game. And Bills, you're not getting the game check. Do you think if that was known at the time, they're as quick to not play? Of course not. They'd be thinking about it more. I, I, I mean, I, I mean, think they, they, don't, they, they still I mean, don't play, but they. I don't know. They get. I mean, they, it would cause for those cause. game checks. I mean, you think about it when someone loses a game check. And you're making 34 a year. That's two million, right? Yeah, but also if you're the guy, like if you're, you know, Hamlin, who's a sixth round pick mm-hmm. on a rookie deal, you're not making like it's 40, 50 k, and these guys like 40, 50 k is like you. That money's planned. Like that's you know what you're gonna do so with your that. Your point money. is not that it's insignificant. It's more significant in a way. Yeah, and obviously Hamlin's not the issue in this game. Yeah, but players like, like him. Josh it? Allen is gonna be fine with yeah. his money it's if still, he misses. It yes. sucks missing a big game check. But another player won't be able to make his mortgage payment, right. basically. Yeah. So, again, I'm not saying that this was all about money, but we know money matters. And it, I think that's something the league probably does because we got the, the – not this game, but we got the Milwaukee situation in the NBA where the players are taking control mm-hmm. of yep. the league in a way and by saying we're not playing. All right. Hmm. If if the league was if David Stern was there, I think it would have been a forfeit of Milwaukee in that playoff game. Is what hmm. my guess is. Instead, it wasn't. Okay, who knows if it's good or bad? But if NFL players are going to start deciding when to play, it seems like the league is going to have to make it where you got to suffer the consequence. If we're all going to suffer, the hmm. deciders do. Yeah. And if you really believe in the reason not to play, you accept it as fair. Well, and I think what you've said about the Bills, if the Bills decide we're not playing this game, I think they would do it knowing that they wouldn't get a game check. So that's, I mean, that would... This, you think this If time? they play, we, if they say we're not playing Week 18, uh-huh, uh-huh. they would say that knowing that they wouldn't get a game check for Week 18. Yeah. So that would make, I mean, that's that makes the decision even, you know, more more difficult, but I would imagine. But sure the NFL would do that? Because the... Because the, the NFL looks bad? The owners never seem, in any league, want to stand up to the players. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is something I've talked, you know, we've been talking about for five years. It's gone and gone and gone. I guess, finally, what we saw with uh, Simmons in the NBA kind of hit a point where Philly said enough already. And and I don't know. that How's that gone? You know, I don't know. It's it wasn't disclosed the settlement. So there was a settlement? Yes. See? So he got some of the money back. 
Player empowerment, baby. All right, what's up next? I, I got a uh, player prop oh, for the his. Bengals here. So the, the Hayden Hurst is a tight end who just came back from injury. He was mm-hmm. That was his first game back. Now he did make a catch, but uh, none of the stats in that game were going to count. Is so, that correct? Okay. Well, uh, yeah, game, the game didn't happen. You can't count the catch. No. So he needs two more catches to make uh, $125,000. Um, He'll be with three and a half? Probably something around there. And also... I might take a flyer on his yardage as well. Now, he needs 100 more yards to get another $125,000. But this is what's interesting. Hayden Hurst was a uh, a Raven and was traded away by the Ravens. So this could be a little bit of a personal I revenge like, I aspect like, I like this. where he wants to go off against the team that kind of well, give up on him. He, I don't think he needs – I think, if anything, maybe the Ravens, if the game's out of hand – Aren't so worried about like maybe they let him catch a you know a, a little little screen pass you know I mean it feels like he probably has friends on the Ravens right he might be mad at the management yeah but he's probably got but, friends yeah but I, I don't think I think that that's a positive but bottom line is you play against a team that you that you used to the be a part of I mean the, the, this is this is like in the NBA but there's no money fans people but even if there wasn't a bonus people would make t- people like like. Prop betters love playing a guy who is like yeah, with yeah. with Milwaukee, and then he goes to Boston, and then he plays Milwaukee. They, they it's it's an auto bet. So I think he definitely gets yeah. the catches to get himself 125k. I'm not saying he's getting 100 yards but, but to get. What's our typical total on his catches? His prop is out 30 and a half and uh, two and a half catches. Ooh, yeah. ooh. that's at DraftKings. Yes, we really need it someplace else. We need a place where we can bet it. Is there, but where can you look around and see if it's anywhere else? Yes, his career high receiving yards is seventy three. I, yeah. I think getting to a hundred is. Yeah. A, uh, hold on a second though. So we're saying he needs how many? Two, two catches. So he's we're got only a half. Yeah. We're only a half above. Yeah. He's, he's got this forty nice. catches. I like the over two and a half, and 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 because of that, I like the over thirty and a half because it's going to be hard if he gets three catches. He's probably going to get his thirty yards. This is where we, in general, I like to have one real sweet one. Yeah, it, you, you know, you diversify more. I'm sticking. We're going to validate the over two and a half. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got three of them now. Yes, sir. Good job. And for the Ravens, there's a couple of defensive numbers. If you find any sack numbers on Justin Houston, he gets $500,000 with, oh, excuse me. He gets, um, uh, yeah, another $500,000 with one more sack. Okay. And these are obviously much harder to So find. he needs one sack. And Jason Pierre Paul also needs. Um, well, no, he would need three sacks, so forget about him. Yeah. Justin Houston, though, definitely needs one more sack to get five hundred grand. All right, next game. Uh, my one weight appears to be the last weighted game, and it is the Tampa Bay Bucks plus four at Atlanta. And what's your assumption with Brady? What's my assumption with him? Mm-hmm. I I think that he will play. Until the game is comfortable, and then he'll sit. I don't think Brady's the kind of guy who. I, I don't You're think he an wants underdog, to sit. so we don't expect the the game to get comfortable too quick, do we? I don't think Brady wants to lose. I, I agree with I, that. I, like but... Brady's never lost a game to the Atlanta Falcons. You mentioned this in the in pre production. He's never had a losing season. If they lose this game, they finish eight and nine. That's a losing season. No, I know. He, the thing that concerns me, Scott, you had the quote. Yeah, I'll, put, I'll get it. And yeah. if you look at this quote, he says one thing. And I, if you would, jump, don't do so much of the histrionics. Jump to the end. Yeah, I know the part that you want. Yeah. Yep. And I think this line uh, this line is almost saying Brady won't play. So, I, I, Fez, I, what do you got if Brady doesn't play? Because I, I think Brady doesn't play at all. I mean, what's it? Yeah, well, I, mean, let, I think let, this let, is eight or nine. My, right? my, my starting point is always – Full strength. Okay, mm-hmm. so if I do full strength, I got Tampa Bay minus three. 
Okay, so if if Tampa Bay minus three, yeah, I got Tampa like like it's in Atlanta, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I've got Tampa like an average team, and I got Atlanta five points worse than average. Hmm. All right. Okay. So I'll flip it ten points. All right. So I'll I'll go ahead and make Atlanta minus seven if um, Tampa Bay does the El Fodo and doesn't play key starters. So this is saying pretty much. That more than half of the Brady effect and other starters sitting is built into this line. It's yeah, it's basically saying that Tampa's going to play everyone for one quarter only. Okay. If you believe they're going to play for more than a quarter, you like Tampa. If they're not going to play at all, you like Atlanta. So let's look at Brady's comment and see what we think, and then AJ will get back to you. Quote: I'm not the head coach, so I don't make those decisions. And I'll obviously whatever he wants to do, I'll support it. But you know, I love going out there and playing. I love trying to get better. We're eight and eight. We don't have all our problems solved. I mean, I look at it like, man, we got to use every opportunity, every day of practice to get better. So we know Tom Brady gets to decide if he plays. Yeah, yeah. When he then, def- uh, when he says there's a higher power out puts there. Puts the onus on someone else to make the that decision. That means, and He's then he playing. gets all histrionic about, yes, we. Well, I care I, about yeah, it. I want to get better. I want to play. But it's up to the coach. It, yeah, it's like the guy who gets in a fight when he knows there's 15 people to break it up versus an alley, right? Yeah, what's that called? <laughs> Hold me back. Hold what, me back. What, what's it called? He added a... Um, What's a disclaimer. Yeah. No, not a disclaimer. It's a different word. Like he's giving himself an, an out. Yeah. But yeah. what's the something that I, I don't plausible know. deniability? Man. No, that's not what that's I'm thinking. That's way too deep for yeah. me. All right. But anyway, I awesome. think that quote is discouraging about him playing. It is. Here's what I like. You got a 53 man roster. You're you can't sit everybody. That's true. And typically, when teams do play starters on uh, in week 18 or week 17, whenever it is, when things are clinched, they're on the defensive side. Atlanta is not going to be able to move the ball. Desmond Ritter is the worst quarterback who's getting playing time at this point, in my opinion. He he looks so bad. There's no way I can lay points with him. And that's exactly what I said last week when they played Arizona. I said there's no way you can get me to play a minus number with Desmond Ritter playing quarterback. And even against Arizona, terrible defense – he couldn't do anything. I don't think he's going to be able to move the ball in this game. There's no game. way I'm playing Tampa without Godwin, Evans, and Brady. No way. Yeah, I agree with that. I think this is a tough game. I mean, do we look at the under? I mean, because if Brady's not if Brady's not playing the fourth quarter, he's probably not scoring a ton. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, we got a bad quarterback. Yeah, we look at the under. It's 40 and a half. That's too high. Doesn't it seem? Boy, seems that too seems high, high doesn't I it? I agree. How's Tampa going to get to 21? All right, how's Atlanta going to get to 23? Mackenzie, you know? what, what, what has been uh, – do me a favor, because if you look at Atlanta, well, give me the last um, six weeks uh, the average total for each of these teams, because Atlanta's actually had a big shift. Start when their quarterback switched for Atlanta. Oh, oh yeah, do that instead when the quarterback switched. All right. Now, here's the thing with Atlanta. The last five games – now, this is arbitrary, five games – um, all five on offense, they scored less points than expected. So they've underperformed on offense in every game. Which includes all the games that Ritter's played. Yes. And on defense, which was horrendous early in the year, they actually gave up less points. The defense played well four out of five games. So nine out of ten of those scenarios, you know, two in each game, yeah. has gone towards the under. And uh, Tampa feels like an under team all season, right? Especially with a backup quarterback. Yeah. I mean, assuming he play and, and Brady hasn't – here's what we know for sure. One of the questions about Brady is, will he take the hit? Meaning, 
he, he wants to survive the season. He wanted to. So now he can wait one extra beat and get the ball downfield, or he can dump it off. Mm-hmm. Right? He's had the quickest time to throw in the league, number one. And do you think in this game, if he plays, he's not going to be quicker yet? Of course. He doesn't want to take any hits, short passes. They had the worst running attack, maybe the worst running attack in a long time. Uh, I think the EPA are the worst running team in the whole league. So if Brady's not throwing deep, he's dumping down and running the ball. Atlanta's defense is bad. I like the under a lot here. Yeah, I do too. You agree also that if you're if you're sitting guys, if like, if you say you're sitting starters, it, it defense is the fr- that's the guys who typically end up still playing. Yeah, be, well linemen too. Yeah, because you're, you yeah, you're right. have so many lines. Yep. Right. So yeah, that's fascinating. Um, Mackenzie, well, all right. So with Ritter. The average totals last three weeks, it's three weeks with Ritter, have been 39.7. Okay. Now, with Tampa, how many games are we looking at there? Also three weeks. All right. Their average has been 42. So you add that up, 41. So what we're saying here is if Brady was playing the whole game, right. this line would be right. And again, we we got to look at who they're playing. It's only three games, but I mean, we're getting a general idea. Who did they play? Who did each of the teams play those three games? Falcons played the Saints. All right, hold on. Saints is low scoring. Go ahead. Ravens, low and, scoring, and Cardinals. Uh, low scoring. Their D's gotten better. Oh, their D's gotten worse. But okay, still low scoring. Go ahead. So that actually is a little discouraging. Because and and they played David Blau, another low scoring, like I mean, yeah. a backup quarterback. Tampa played Cincy, high scoring. The Cardinals and the Panthers. Okay, so that eh, that's interesting. I'm gonna look. The, I'm still gonna apply. Call this official for me, but uh, and by the way, I'm gonna add an official one. I, I forgot when we were talking about it. I like under in the Baltimore Cincy game. I think a lot of those scenarios lend itself to the under under 42. So I'm gonna have two totals myself here: under Tampa Bay, under Cincy, and Baltimore. Okay, what do we got? Uh, Scott hasn't announced a one weight yet, but the rest of the games are unweighted, so we'll just go rotation order. Uh, Jets, Jets minus one at the Dolphins. Okay. Um, Mike Glennon. <laughs> Mike Glennon? Uh, for the Jets? No, for the Dolphins. For the Dolphins as a backup, yeah. Oh. Oh, well, what happened to that dude that uh, I saw? Skyler Thompson. He, well, I think they signed him to be the backup because mm-hmm. Bridgewater and Tua are both unavailable. So, so they so needed some quarterback. Skylar Thompson. So why is he saying the backup quarterback's name? Because he just got signed today. Oh, okay. And it, and it said it like a jingle. <laughs> yeah. He did. You need, you need to have a backup quarterback. <laughs> so, Fez, we were looking at the total. Wait, so what makes you think, real quick, what makes you think, what would you have made the Tampa-Atlanta total? Um, if uh, I guess how. what makes you think it's too high? My gut would have said 38 Right. Atlanta Atlanta doesn't score. Atlanta's like got no offense, and Tampa's a top-heavy offense with guys that probably are going to sit. Yeah, and I think Brady doesn't throw, doesn't stay in the pocket too. Like he doesn't take any hits to go. He's not going to be doing that quarterback sneak bullshit on fourth and one either. All right, so back to this Jets game. I to me, this is a dream crusher for the Jets. I would agree. They had it last week, and Miami. You know, I hear. Did you guys hear the report that the owner for the Dolphins said that he's willing to fire people if they don't make the playoffs? We talked about that today. I cannot imagine it. It's insane. It would set the organization back five more years. But, I mean, yeah, I guess the whole Brady, uh, Sean Payton thing couldn't happen, right? Unless that is happening next year. Yeah, but (laughs) I mean, the optics of it are so bad after, like, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, you look at the injuries at quarterback and the like, I mean, it's. 
it's unfortunate, but it's you know forgivable. Mackenzie, do me a favor. I want you to get the record, straight up record, the last three years, okay, of all teams, and then I want you to eliminate teams that made the playoffs once or more. So only I only want the teams that haven't made the playoffs. If Miami, and we're going to assume this year, whoever's favored to the playoffs make it, right? So right. For, okay. So here's the thing. Last two years ago, I guess you'd say Miami had like nine or nine or ten wins and just didn't missed. make the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. Last year they just missed. This year they would just missed. They're going to have like like twenty eight wins over three years. And not make the playoffs once. I bet the next best team has like 16 wins yeah, that didn't it, make the playoffs for those three years. It's it's going to be insane that you could have that many wins and not make the playoffs. Well, especially we know the Bears made the playoffs with eight wins, so it can't be an NFC team by definition. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, and right now, I don't understand. So have the Chargers were they in the playoffs? They play one playoff game. No, they haven't. The Chargers are the only one I that I think of as being. But they're going to be in it this year. Yeah, but the Chargers yeah, yep. only had four wins. A That's right. Remember right. when? Yeah, yeah. So um, before Herbs, that's yeah. how they got Herbs. They yeah. were the, the <laughs> yeah. pick, right? Um, I'm a, Mike White. Was it that he came back to earth, or was he? Is he still hurt? His ribs. He's still got rib issues. I think also he he, he still stinks. He he's just stinks less than Zach he Wilson. Stink. He was good, but he's, no, he's, he's not injured. good. Well, he was on, good. Hold on. First of all, I saying chocolate, and the other one saying vanilla doesn't do anything. Strawberry. So, yeah. So I would say this: Randy Mueller, who's on the GM. It's called the uh, I don't remember the GM something, where it's actually Mike Sando from the Athletic. And this former GM who was with Seattle for a long time, a very soft-spoken guy. Has anyone listened to that part? It's, mm-hmm. it's a real good part. He's, he was in the league for 30 years. Mm. And now he's actually, I think it's the Seattle, um, is it XFL? Well, the Rock has a league. That's XFL, yep. right? the XFL, yeah. yeah. He's the director of pro personnel for the Seattle Sea Dragons. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, he's, <laughs> like, he's like 70, almost 70, I think. 61. Oh, is that right? Well, he yeah. sounds older, but um, nice. I mean, a, a very gentle, nice guy. It's it's really good insight. He said he thinks that someone might. Now, this was a couple weeks ago. He said someone might like that needs a quarterback. Make Mike White like a starting quarterback type. You know, fifteen million a year, but come in and start. Maybe you have some competition. Now he hasn't been great since, but boy, that's a guy with a lot of experience mm-hmm. saying that, my, that he's pretty darn good. Uh, AJ, what's your sense of? I mean, he's going to say he's going to talk about one game that he was nine for fifteen. Or well, his his PFF grade. Uh, I'll just re- I'll read you yeah. a list here: Davis Mills forty two, Bryce Perkins forty three. Is, is this the average? Uh, no, this is their the ranking out of fifty. Oh, okay, this is the bottom guy. Um, Davis Mills, Bryce Perkins, PJ Walker, Mike White. Carson Wentz. So that's where he ranks this season in PFF. Okay. He, he had a 12 QBR last week, and you said he looked he was good. He's I don't know how that can be. He's got damage. It's well, like yeah, they throw that, that in the that garbage the can. Point, that was the point we just I said was, is it that he's come back to earth, or is it that he is still hurt? And, I mean, if he's still hurt. Now, Mackenzie, you did a good job here. He actually has bolded the quarterbacks that are expected to start that aren't in the main list. All right, I like that. You got Mike White, eleventh out of thirty-three, of backups and such, right? Yes. All right. So let's look at the list: Jordan Love, Brock Purdy, Trubisky, Darnold, oh, Bridgewater, Blau, Blau, Cooper Rush. Now this is a composite between PFF and ESPN QBR. All right, Colt McCoy, Huntley, 
Anthony Brown, who's that? Ravens third stringer. Oh, Tony Brown. Okay. Then, <laughs> then, then Mike White. Then Zappy, who a lot of people love. Watson. He's ahead of Watson. Minshew. Oh, we were kind of wrong on Minshew. Yeah. Uh, Winston. Yeah, dude. If the guy's better than Heineke, Trey Lance. <laughs> it's not a bad list. I mean, you know, he's not great, but I mean, and he's played hurt. I've got him the 26th best quarterback. That's pretty darn strong. The 26th best starting quarterback. There are some. That might ba- be a little high. Well, there are some backups that I have as being better than like I've, I had Bridgewater. Who and, do you have starting worse than him? Um, uh, Dar- oh, Darnold. That's wrong. Uh, that that needs to be updated. McCoy, Kenny Pickett. Uh, I, I, Mike White's better than Kenny Kyle Pickett? Kyle Allen. You think Mike White's better than Kenny Pickett? Yes. Ooh. By half a point. The Steelers are going to have the same win total as Detroit. It's their defense. <laughs> so and When's I, the last time Kyle Allen started? He started like one game a Well, it doesn't matter. Ago. So Davis Mills, you pick You pick whichever Houston guy you want. They're the same. I think that the, a lot, for me, it's the dream crusher with the Jets being eliminated from the playoffs combined with the fact that it's going to be 80 degrees in Miami on Sunday. Is it? Your body kind of goes into vacation mode, especially yeah. when your season is over. Right? So these players get down to South Beach. All of a sudden, there's no, there's, there's nothing to play for in this game. You know, you can, you can lax a little bit. If, if, if I would have guessed this line, I don't do guess the lines. I, I, I'm going to sound goofy here. I think I would have said Miami 3. Well, it was Miami 3. That's what it opened at. That's what it was until 6 a.m. on Monday. It's because of the fact that people that Teddy Bridgewater is not coming back. So it's the Skylar Thompson and the Jets How bad blew is out. Thompson? Well, the he's Jets bad. blew him out. He's bad. Oh, he's 23 on this list. Yeah. So so that game earlier in the year where the Jets won right ahead of four, Zach Wilson. The game where the Jets won 40 to 17, that was the Skylar Thompson and that's, game. And I I think Mike White's better than Skylar Thompson. And I think the Jets' defense is way better than the Dolphins' defense. I kind of lean to the in, Jets. The difference thing, though, in that game. So, Skyward Thompson in that game, 19 of 33, 166 yards and an interception. But the biggest factor for the Jets was Brees Hall's 97 yards mm. and a rushing touchdown. They don't have Re- Brees yeah. Hall. They don't have a running game. So, guys, let me verbally uh, – let's take a look at the far left here. If you look going back in the right column, look how bad the Jets have been. I mean, if you look at them starting the year, they were bad. They had some games, you know, four or five games that were either good or average. And then starting with New England the second time. So after their bye, the Chicago game is the only game they had a positive EPA. Every game they're getting beat bad. I mean, look at those games. So in that Jacksonville game was a great spot for them. The Detroit game was a great spot for them. And the Detroit game was competitive. That could have gone either way. That's the one that was. Yeah, yeah, but close. but it, they were home. Yep. And, I mean, and the elements bad. It was not good weather. So yep. if the Bears are the only team. So here's the thing. So and by the way, that that's supposed to be Denver. This is this KC is supposed to be Denver. This this was Brees Hall's last game. Look at without mm. Brees Hall. Yeah. Yeah. Look at the drop. That's what I'm saying. Maybe yeah. running backs matter. And if you look at the offense on the right there, so it's the next one over, even when they win, even when they won, they're still doing poorly. They haven't had a positive offensive game since Chicago. The Jets. So I mean, this is uh and they're and they're favored. Yeah. I mean, I think Miami, I think this is kind of win one for the Gipper kind of thing. Not that, but I, 
I think that they've been losing, losing. It's been a three-year odyssey for some of these it, it is good that Skylar Thompson got them in the end zone at the end of the game. So he did have one real positive drive to, oh, to finish the game. The Chargers had 26 wins during that time, but they had a four-win season? Yeah. How could that be? So they had 11 wins the last two, the other two years? And no, can't be right. if this is 2020, 2021, and 2022, yeah. but the Chargers don't qualify because they were making the playoffs. The Chargers haven't made the playoffs. They are already locked into the playoffs. Oh, that's this a good year. point. So this, this is factoring year. this and year. And it was yeah. uh, Anthony Lynn's last season was not a four-win season, but a seven-win season. The 2019 was... was... They, they had the six pick. Uh, okay, but they were making the playoffs this year. Yeah, they should have been eliminated. So that would make the Giants second at 19 and 20. They're the Giants the are making playoffs. the playoffs. Yeah. Dude, are you, you following the NFL? <laughs> Uh, no, mostly the stats. Uh, Falcons, 17 and 32. All right. So Miami right now would have 10 more wins That's crazy. than any team that hasn't made the playoffs the last three years. Yeah, wild. Wow. And the Dolphins fired a coach. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it was another matter. Okay. I agree with you. I, li- I like the bottom line is the time to bet the Jets was when they were getting three. Dolphins are my one weight. I'm making if, it if, one. If, if you didn't bet them plus three, well, then bet the other guys plus one. Plus, I think he's a good coach. I, agree. I do, too. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, all that, that – I think the that, Jets have a good coach, too, though. Yeah, but all that, I, I all that like... rumors and stuff about what you know, Stephen Ross is going to do, I, I bet you Stephen Ross comes out with a statement this weekend supporting Mike McDaniel. Well, that can be the kiss of death. But I, I mean, imagine if Mike McDaniel gets fired, how fast he'd get hired by somebody. Are you kidding me? The next day. Yeah. The same day. As a head coach? I think so. Well, yeah. I, I think or you're right. He'd be in high yeah. demand, but, but uh, you know, what job's open, you know, but yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah. He could fix Russ. <laughs> I, I don't think that. He's not a miracle worker. Right, he fixed game. Tua. Tua was in the trash pile. Next game. Uh, Cleveland, plus two and a half at Pittsburgh. All right. To me, Watson, you know, he was a little better last week. Pop up Cleveland, please. Um, I think this Tomlin, I think they are on a roll. I haven't heard a coach as beloved as Tomlin now. I mean, you're hearing people that hate Pittsburgh talking about the voodoo. You got to give the guy credit, man. I He is the best underdog. Him and Belichick, because Belichick, when he has bad teams, is good. But I think him and Belichick are the best. If you give me an outman team, I want, one, I want Tomlin to D.C. You know what's crazy? If they win this game and Tom and, and they finish the season with a, a plus five hundred record, he's not going to win the award. But Mike Tomlin's the coach of the year. You might be right. Like, what's it, name me a better coaching rookie job. quarterback? Yeah. you lose your best your defensive player this, of the year. The Giants team, stink yeah. and they no, but and they got the sixth stunk. seed. Now the and, Giants stink every bit as much. They stink. Well, I think Pittsburgh's got a better roster. The yeah. Steel- so, so I agree with you. But, but you remember they were without their go- best defensive player almost the whole year. For the Steelers to go into this game with a chance to make the playoffs is honestly absurd when you think about it. When you go back to the loss against the Bengals and you look at their record and you're like, this team has a chance to make the playoffs in, in six more weeks, no chance. I, I got to address this come game. Five because five and this, one in six weeks. This game is, is it, the, Pittsburgh's going to win this game by three. And like literally <laughs> every time this line's two or two and a half, all right, the money's pouring in on the Steelers. Start with the look ahead line. Okay, where it opened as low as one and a half and one. As soon as it hits three, bingo, they're like, you know what? All Pittsburgh does is play these close, tough games that they win close games in, and there's huge support for Cleveland at plus three. So th- th- this is one where the two and a half and three in a low total game is so meaningful. And the Browns have to be like the best teaser piece of the week, right? No, because the line isn't two and a half. It's 2.75. And so because of it, if they're not the best teaser. 
Okay, it's never so great to play a team. Will there die, will there be another three again? Less value. Yes, it's going to go. It's going to bounce. And th- this is the one place. If you like this game, you go bet at the South Point because they're just going to go back and forth, two and a half to three all week long. Now, would you agree with this, Fez? If you like the game, don't unless you can get a clean three. If you like the dog or clean two and a half, wait because it's asymmetrical risk, meaning even more than usual. Because if it goes up to three, you got the three if you like the dog. If it goes to two and a half, you got a nice teaser play. So it's a, it, it cushions the blow of not getting the three. Exactly right. In fact, like it, and, and, and with, these, with these low totals and the like, I almost feel like as a better, I like it when I missed the three. Like I, I, this happened with Pittsburgh-Baltimore. Like, well, I didn't get nearly as much plus three as I wanted on Pittsburgh. But now I get to unload on the yeah. Steeler teaser at plus two and a half, which now gives me so much margin for error that if I'm directionally right on my handicap, I cash for certain. All right, so let's talk about the Browns for a second. Watson, if you look at their point over expectation on offense, the four they were exactly even against expectation against Houston. But remember, that was a game where there was return touchdowns. Oh, that was ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, they didn't have any offense. Three of them. Three three bogus touchdowns. And um make the bottom of the screen a little bigger, please. Thank you. So um yeah, so eleven points short the next game against Cincy, seven points short against Baltimore, seven points short against the Saints. This is against expectation for the Browns, and they went over by four point three against Washington. Is that a sign of a little life? Or is that just more Carson Wentz? <laughs> yeah, but this is the offensive. They only play. had three hundred yards. And, and really two of them were on big plays by Amari Cooper. It, if you take those, and I'm, I mean, I hate when people What's say if you take those two plays out. Cooper's bad in the cold. I oh, mean, that, that's, yeah. just that's a good thought, too. Because yeah. without those two plays, Deshaun stunk again. Mm-hmm. So Pittsburgh weather for Sunday looks like I'm going to go over 40 under 37. Degrees. All right. Ooh, balmy. Uh, okay. So now, last thing. The Browns have been crazy high in power rankings. All right. When you look at our composite, we've got the Browns right now. The eighth best team in football. Wow, I got him thirteenth. Kevin Cole loves the Browns. Yeah, I think it was only but one. Can game. we separate the the Jacoby Brissett Browns from the Deshaun Watson Browns? Well, I think the feeling is that by now we expect that the the, the, the quarterbacks are comparable, even though Watson is. Stunk. I don't think they're comparable. But I, at all. I will no, say this: I, no, going from this game on, I think we we can say that we expect them to be comparable because although as Watson was horrific, but to if start, we're talking about how high we have them, how high Kevin Cole has them. Those are season-long aggregate numbers. Yeah. Can we separate the Jacoby Brissett? No, we don't have to Browns. because if Brissett was suddenly announced as the starter, there would be, in my opinion, no movement whatsoever in this question. line. Is, is there's been a depression in the results since Brissett because mm-hmm. Watson has underperformed? But Fez's point is he's at the point now evolving back into form. He's probably equal to Brissett. That's it. Would be equal to the rest of the year. And so while you think they'd be a little better because they got those poor Watson games in the mix. Yes. Right. And while the offense has been lacking, the defense, which was 27th DVOA through the first 11 weeks, in the last six weeks, they've been sixth in DVOA. So they like their defense has caught up to what preseason expectations were. They stunk early in the season. And, 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 and remember, they did have the one Saints game where it was 35-mile-an-hour wins. Yeah. So that, that, that kind of depressed both but the numbers. This, but that would have been an expectation in theory. Yeah. This right. also falls into the eliminated teams playing – yeah, but they were eliminated. I emotionally they were. It's like the Raiders. no. I'm saying eliminated teams playing against a team that's trying to get in the last playoff spot. Like I uh, talked about so in the Rams like Seahawks game. I think I do like the Browns. The other thing is because they want it. They want to now they got something to play for. To like mm-hmm. hated rival knock them out. Of the and Tomlin four and eleven ATS after beating the Ravens. 
Yeah, you had that the last time. Um, so it's a good one. Hey, Mackenzie, do me a favor. Get the Pittsburgh line against Cleveland the first time. Because if I remember right, the Browns were like five and a half with Brissett. So, I mean, it's been a big adjustment. Yes. But they, and the Browns won 29-17. And did you see the line? Uh, the line in that game closed at Cleveland four and a half. Okay. Hmm. So it's been, you know. All right, so real quick. This that was is, a Trubisky game, not a Kenny Pickett game. So this is the rankings of our various composite participants. Kevin Cole has the Browns the sixth best team in football. All right. He's smoking crack. Football Outsiders. Do you like has him 10? <laughs> Uh, our pregame lucky PA has, with luck removed, 15th, a little sanity. Neflo has him 12th. So our composite says 8th, but it shows you there was a lot of love for the Browns. Mm-hmm. All right, next game. Last game, Carolina plus 3.5 at the Saints. Okay. I think both teams could be coaching for their job or playing for their jobs as coaches. I don't think that sounds right. The game is going to dictate who gets fired. I mean, the sense was if the Saints lost to Philly, Allen's out of there. Now they're saying if he wins this game, maybe he stays. Is the the, the jibber jabber? And I think on the other side, though it's a long shot because Temper wants a name, you would think, but Wilkes has done pretty well with his team. Pop up Carolina. Oh, he's got it. Look at this Carolina. Loser must leave town. Look at this Carolina team, though. Is they haven't really had if you look back and look to the left here, they haven't really had a bad game. Been playing very well. And even the Tampa game, they could have won that game. Yeah. They easily could have won. They were in control for most of that game. And they had two cornerbacks hurt, which I I, But Horn still hurt. Yeah. But but the question is, can the Saints really take advantage? I mean, I guess they can a little bit. Um and the offense, listen, I'm a Sam Darnold detractor, no doubt. But they have only had, in the last five games, they've had one below. Well, actually, if you go back, in the last five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, in the last ten games, they've exceeded their points eight times, Mm. and two times they haven't. Carolina. This that, total looks a little low to me. 41 and a half. I hate playing division games though over, you know, it's yeah, like, but I think they're going to play hard. And, but, but I tell you this, the D's actually for Carolina has gotten worse, right? Yes. McKenzie? Yes. Yeah. So it, it all points to the over other than division, I guess. Yeah. And there's that trend when teams play the second divisional game, it's, you got to be out of your mind. It's like, just like, like a really long-term 53 and a half percent under second meeting in division. Yeah, I was digging into that. There's some there's some interesting stuff. With it. it matters what week it, but yeah, because I saw that floating around. Um, last thing for me on this is this isn't to me a dream crusher for Carolina. They wanted to win last week, but I think they like this coach, and thus that might trump the mm. dream crusher. I don't know, but to me, it's not an automatic dream crusher designation. Any thoughts on that, Fed? Um, I agree with that because it's been – it was only recently that we talked – I mean, remember, I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say this, RJ. Don't yell at me. I, it was not my best work. AJ and I did a podcast, and one of the bets I gave out was Carolina. This is after they jettisoned McCaffrey yeah. and, and, the, and Robbie Anderson got out of town. No playoffs. And I said, this is a lock. I used the L word. What was the lay price? 16 to make a dollar. Oh. Fez was like, mortgage your house. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tom the fact, Brady, baby. The fact you even say so, you say we won, we won, winner, winner. <laughs> but obviously, Carolina got as high as like a twenty-eight percent chance to make the playoffs. So that well, was, here's what I think happened. 
<laughs> Cha-ching. <laughs> By the way, I forgot a game. San Francisco, uh, Arizona. Four- Doesn't matter. 14. Oh, real quick, though. Any other thoughts in this game? I got nothing on this. Right where I made it. All right. Um, yeah, Carolina's. Uh, I think if anything, I'd lean to Carolina once it gets through the three. It, feel, it feels. When in doubt, take the three and a half yeah. when two teams have been eliminated. Saints, have, here's the thing. I think these teams that the wise guys back that don't win tend to always show themselves at some point. They don't usually just mm. fade, fade, fade out. Right? And you, the Saints have certainly showed themselves. Remember, this is a team that a lot of the wise guys, like over seven and a half, both fists, best bet of the year. And we made fun of it all year long. I gave it out to the clients, by the way. Well, you know what? It's favored to win now because the Saints somehow have managed to cobble together seven wins. Four One more. Stra- four straight times they've exceeded the point. They've been positive point total. One more, yeah. RJ. Eight and nine. We get there. Well, it won't be Tomlin's record. All right, San Fran. San Francisco minus 14 hosting the Cardinals. David right. Blau at quarterback for Arizona. Played capably last Put up year. Arizona, please. He puts up San Fran. Wouldn't you know it? <laughs> he was on the sidelines. Kittle's yeah, big. Yeah, he had some pictures. Mackenzie, what, what what was your number one take? Kittle's big. Yeah, he, he it looked like he was stalking Kittle. Like there was all these pictures that are so close. You think he'd have to have mm. a, like a, a disclaimer for him or something? But <laughs> I don't know exactly what was happening here. Arizona's defense has stepped up. Um, I mean, if you look at this, they started the year. T- take a look at the far right there. They started the year. With performance, they were four, five points left, four points less. So less points than expected, they gave up. Six points, seven points, and then what is that, uh, five again? Okay, that's all right in a row to start the season, right? And then it was bad, 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 okay, bad, okay, bad, bad. But now with two games left, and we can say it's Tampa and Atlanta, but two really good games. And they haven't had two in a row like this since, like, week six. Yeah, and you can make the case they should have won the Tampa game. They um, Very creative play calling, fake punts and the like. Tampa wins in overtime, down double digits in the fourth quarter. Uh, yeah, that was one of those fourth quarter comebacks. And to me, you look at the offense, they haven't had a decent offensive performance since the Rams. I mean, like six weeks ago. I mean, they've been either break even or below. No, no quarterback. Murray got hurt. Yeah. Colt McCoy got banged up. You know, they just. I, um, what was the Trace third? McSorley? Yeah, McSorley. Thank you. And now, David Blau. Okay. Maybe it's the the mentality when you come in with a bad quarterback. You know, you can't got give it. up a lot of points. Yeah, that's if defense plays harder. What's the total in this game? Forty ers and it's forty and a half. Okay, so you know Kyle, cousin Kyle, as we call him, Mackenzie. Yeah. If he gets up ten, I mean, he's not a run-up guy, right? No, it's, I think his favorite game is twenty to three. If you, if you could pick a score, I'd want to win twenty to three. Now, is does he? He doesn't have an agenda against Kingsbury, does he? Like, no. there's no hatred there. Right? I don't know. Yeah, I, I kind of like the under. I mean, I don't know. What do you think? A little low. You, you know what? I've been. Remember, we had all these unders to start the year, and then we actually did some study that showed it. it I thought, oh, it's going to be predictive towards there's going to be overs, and and historically it didn't work. But I can tell you, the last four weeks, the salami has gone over each and every week. Hmm. Um, on Sunday, there was no salami this week because the Monday night game got canceled. But if you just look at the uh, Sunday games, but most gone, was it looking to go over? It, yes, yes. Yeah. But the um, four in a row, and I think that um, I'm going to ride it again. I'm going to play the salami. You know what? And So ma- the salami, for those that don't know? It's for the t- total points scored for the uh, weekend games. The league-wise. Typically, it excludes. League-wide, yes. League-wide. Typically, it excludes if there's a Monday night game. It always excludes the Thursday night game. Now, what's inter- an interesting animal is are they going to put it up on 
Saturday morning for the include mm-hmm. Saturday and Sunday games. Probably they'll put that up and they'll also put up yeah. a Sunday only. So you're saying typically Monday's not included, but it was this past week. Thus it depended it. on the book. William okay. Hill included it. All the other books excluded it. Okay. All right. So I think we're good there. I, I had this stat last week. Cliff is a road dog, 16-5-2. Now he's 17-5-2 as a road dog after covering mm-hmm. last week. All right. Good stuff. 49ers outside. 49ers have a chance at the one seed if they win and the Eagles lose. But they have a chance at the two. Or they have the two if they win, right? Yes. So, I mean, motivated. Yes. But the line's big. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, boys. I thought this was one of our best shows. Jam-packed with info. Yeah. Good debate. I love my picks. Why don't we quickly run down our best bets one more time? Fez, your best bet. So, best bet is a five-weight. Where is it? Here on the bomb sh- the Chicago Bears plus seven and a half. You're a professional broadcaster. I, I mean, I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> Five weight Tennessee Titans. Five weight LA Rams plus six and a half. And I got Jeff Saturday and the boys, baby, laying two and a half. All right, we'll be back. Now remember, SOVAM, it's going to be on Thursday morning, just when, like, same kind of time this comes out. We're a little earlier because, again, they're AM. We're overnight getting it out. And then a Friday edition you can check out. We'll be back on Monday, Fez. Another recap, another look ahead. I'm Probably excited. a focus on the recap on the playoff team. So we'll I put more so. emphasis on I that. I think so, unless I was right about something. And we'll focus then, we'll, on then we'll talk all the time about that. Yeah. All right, let's bring us out. Hey, let's be careful out there. Hey.